That's good. <laughs> <laughs> straight away just you've already been requested to get your arms out well <laughs> it was inevitable yeah. of course <laughs> so uh oh, I feel so. the reason we started with that song was because this is also an episode of me and thomas's podcast that's true what are we at yeah and let us know that you can hear everything and all right it looks to be okay yeah, the levels anyway. but um so and that's the theme tune of our podcast and yeah. performed by fierce pit bosses yeah and uh, we're just going to have a pretty chill night, hopefully, and have some drinks and have some talks. Yeah. And Tom's prepared some questions. Mm-hmm. And we'll get your questions later, too. And I'm just going to quickly check something over here. That's going to talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I got my okay, so, uh, <laughs> First question is, where are your arms? <laughs> where are my arms? My arms, well... Just to entice the viewers, so I'm gonna leave it till later on. Yeah, so that's true. Have you to, just have to stay tuned. Have to stay tuned maybe, maybe, to. maybe he'll rip off one sleeve first, <laughs> and then rip off the other, and then keep it going. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe rip off a wee midriff, and then you know, it's just a wee like one of them wee tops. Yeah, wee like tops, like just pop out. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how's everyone doing? Doing all right. Doing quite right. well. Yeah. Now after Christmas, here for two weeks. This is the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> Pretty sweet, yeah. So, uh, how we start this? Will I start with asking those questions, or? Oh yeah, that that was uh, the que- uh, the question I hinted at. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, go for it. Sorry, we're just fixing some te- technical difficulties. We should put that on the music again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, do you like that uh, that music retreat? Um, Ooh, Thomas B is the nicest guy in LK. Sorry. Aww. Aww. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Ryan. That's a, that's a wee bit of praise that I didn't even give myself. 
He's always been Thomas A to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, when I listen to like other podcasts, they always have nicknames for their fans. All right. Oh. So like so Pete, Ho- Pete Holmes has uh, <laughs> water or. Um, you made it weird with Pete Holmes, and they're all called weirdos. Mm-hmm. And then, like an armchair expert, they call it arm cherries. So, what the fuck are fans of our <laughs> I just podcast saw the called? One there. <laughs> I had one in so my mind. What's, what's your one? Because it's like water we at, so you yeah. call them the waters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of mine, like the water boys and yeah. the water, water guys. Water boys. <laughs> the other one was uh, uh, water uh, it's like the the initials are W A. WA, so the Wawas. The Wawas? <laughs> I don't know why. I but see, they... it's great that Aaron's here because he's going to be the one that gets called this. Yeah. <laughs> just be my because yeah. uh, that's the number one fan of the podcast. Probably listen to more episodes than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Right? I was going to make up the H2 Bros, but that's a wee bit too. Uh, H2 Bros. Sex is for start. Yeah. <laughs> the H2 Bros and the H2 Hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is sex is You hoes, bros. <laughs> Oh man! How's Quinn Jam and Franklin? What? <laughs> oh wait, that's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> What's two is saying? Big bad Tommy boy. How's Quinn Jam and Franklin? What? <laughs> I'm guessing Quinn Jam is. Are they talking amongst themselves? Yeah, I think so. We're just making it confusing when we're trying to talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> oh, so I already have to take this jump. So Ooh. that's pretty good. That's a good question. So what are you what are you thinking then? The Water Boys. The water boys. The water boys. <laughs> we call ourselves the Adam Sandlers. <laughs> the Adam Sanders and the Madam Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, do you not know the yats? The yats. The yats. Mm. <laughs> what are yats like? What if we mm. call them the yats? Mm. That's the, not bad. The, the tangerines, because all we go on is tangents. Tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> or should we do tangentines? Tangentines. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like wawas. Yeah, I like wawas. wawas. Or I think, it, or you could like every time you say it, you have to say it with like you fucking wawa. Mm. You fucking wawa. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking wawa. What's yeah, it to you, it, bro? What's it to you? Or should you say it like wawa? <laughs> <laughs> like a siren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, um, let us know in chat. <laughs> should should we maybe introduce everybody? Is that how you said the last one? Probably we didn't anyway. really, we just kind of hammered on, but yeah, we can do it in a yeah. introduction. Well, yeah, good idea. Yeah, okay, so I'll go right to left. Introduce yourself. I am Kieran. <laughs> well, so the, only pers- yeah. the only person here that hasn't been on the podcast yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we're all, we're all, uh, we're all waiting here part, of the, fa- part of the family. Kieran well, um, is, the, is, is the drummer of Fierce Pit Bosses and mm. the ex-drummer of High Giant Camels. Great band from back in the day. Oh, Represent. <laughs> and then go. You are. Uh, my name is Aaron, and uh, I play bass. Mm-hmm. His nickname is Arms. I I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> Expert on uh, what do you call him? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> you may know him from Sid Podcast as Sean Connery uh, special episode, or, or very famous <laughs> movies like Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on. Uh, guy from podcast and also from band. Mm-hmm. And there's Thomas, Who's guy from podcast. Hi, Jack and Camels. <laughs> also, first, first and foremost, that's first that, and that's foremost like on your yeah. CV. It's, that's, that's, still, that's still on my job on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> C 
CEO. Yeah, it's the owner, chief stripper of uh, Giant Camels. I'm pretty sure I'm still like base technologist of Denim Roach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most like uh, the most interesting sounding name of the good. Just was like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound yeah, too bad. People like, will be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. What's that about? Yeah, <laughs> base is he in the base fish in the bass? Yeah. Uh, the base fisher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're here tonight, and I suppose the boys are going to play some tunes, and then I'm going to ask them some questions, and about probably music, and we're also just kind of wee tit for tat anyway, and just yeah. chill and chat. It's not, well, yeah. Yeah, like, I think I said to you before, it's going to be, it's like the opposite of radio. Yeah. <laughs> Where usually radio is loads of tunes and a bit of chatting, this is going to be loads of chatting and a few tunes. Not kind of the opposite, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, because ten minutes of chatting, like... Yeah, a song. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> this will be going out as a podcast episode too, with the audio only. Hopefully, everything goes all right. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to keep that in mind as well. I think. And uh, so yeah, so bring it into the same vein as what we do in the podcast, which is just find a topic and then go completely off from it. Well, there, there, there you songs. go. That's how we should start. Yep. What were we all at? Recently. Whoa. <laughs> what have we been at? Oh my god, I oh just god. got it, I just got it. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I, uh, didn't, I didn't think this would come up. Oh fuck, I, that's why we named the podcast that. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> um, that was the sound of a penny dropping. Yeah. <laughs> There's a penny. Um, well, I've just been at work. Yeah. And well, we've seen each other recently. Yeah, exactly. I was up mm. here last week for my birthday, so it's kind of funny because I've got nothing new to report then. We had a. Uh, um, oh, happy fu- birthday, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think fuck more about this bit later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had an unrecorded podcast where we just drunkenly talked. <laughs> Damn it, why went, didn't we record that went, golden material? <laughs> went to the the pub and bothered other patrons <laughs> like yeah. being really loud. Oh, they definitely, Jesus, people were giving us their. I didn't give a They're shit, though. Like, people, yeah, yeah no, we, like, we, it wasn't like fucking. Everyone else, I think, was a wee bit older than us, and it's kind of like a kind of more like mm. nicer to do place. And we were just not having that whatsoever. So that made uh, my yeah, birthday all the more special to see people scowling at us, mm. trying to have a nice night. People me not much of a Christmas, and they're like, "I'm gonna go and have a nice night tonight." And there's ten boys causing ruckus in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shake it up, man. Yeah, um, uh, Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, mm. oh, that must have been good crack then. Should have been there more. I should have been there. The best thing is, is that my girlfriend organized it, so therefore you can't blame me for not blaming me. I told you, you yeah. and <laughs> are clean. Nice. <laughs> Turn up sensitivity if possible. On the mic? Are we too quiet? On the mic or on our personalities? <laughs> I can start crying. Yeah, like I've been holding a lot of stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just worried it's going to be uh, really loud then when we start playing. But this has got a limiter on, it should be alright. Yeah. Let me know what that's like. Cool. Um, yeah, it's mic levels are low, so turn sensitivity up, so hopefully. Hopefully. Let us know if that's okay. That looks better over there, anyway. Does? I find it interesting because there's a wee bit of a delay, so I keep yeah. seeing myself in the past. Yeah. Mm. But now I can't remember. Cool. I, I can't recognize these people at all. Yeah, but I can't realize is that the real Thomas or am I? It's all in a loop now. 
Man, don't Time stop. Time's a flat that. circle. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we look at the screens all fucking nice. So um, you're like watching this, Thomas, to, so that you know what you should do in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. About fucking five, five, a couple of minutes ago, or a couple of seconds, I apparently just did this. I don't realize you I could, do all this. Like, you, know? you, could, you could get very drunk doing that. So it's like yeah, you yeah. Take, take a drink and it's like, wait, he took a drink. One for me, one for you, one for me, one for you. I don't know if this is evident for the viewers at home, but goddamn. Don't worry. The more drunk we get, we're behind to get on some more golden. I'm open just for uh, kind of. <laughs> I want this to be ambient kind of stuff. Cool. You can do one. well washing your dishes. Doing your laundry. Driving your car. Driving right. your car. <laughs> <laughs> Having a drink. Not while driving your car. Um, but no, yeah, so I said what I was at, so it's your turn to cover the bat. Which one's up? Um, yeah, I haven't been out a whole lot. Just been kind of preparing for this, really. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything wild I've been doing recently. But a song written again, thankfully, got into giving a song of that. Oh, it's always good. Dang right. Mm-hmm. All right. What have I been at? Oh, I've been. I've been just that's working a, that's away. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been working away, like work up in Ladder County, architecting away, just throwing up. Do you need the mic up again? That's right. Yeah, because I spotted you one day. I work. I was like, "Fuck, tomorrow." I know. <laughs> I would have stopped the chat as well. Only I think I was for Waterford later on that day. What are you in Waterford for? Ah, just away for a trip. Get yeah. away from it all. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm going to go to like almost the direct opposite of the country diagonally. Yeah, that was before the second lockdown, I think. Yeah, so mm-hmm. go away. Yeah, that's whenever we were allowed. Mm-hmm. That's it, like... Um, Good cover. Yeah, just been just been working away. Like, uh, like I've said to everyone, I mean, every day now is just like... Just a different shade of grey, just. And mm-hmm. then the weekends, just another, and it's just... Overlapping, it's not the sound depressing, but that's what it's been. It's just been that's exactly the same for me, yeah. Because yeah. uh, also, I do the split shifts, so I do the early to late, so I get one shorter weekend and one longer weekend. But it's just like there's because there's really nothing much you can do at the wing, and it's just this constant, endless drudgery. It feels like I'm marching towards a goal like I can never achieve, yeah, which is probably happiness. Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> but it's just very like, yeah, gray is just, it's just an entire sheet of gray. Everything mm. you do is, yeah, it's just mired by this. Yeah. yeah. And I am yeah, it's monotony, yeah. I am looking forward to Christmas and everything, like but not that like there was nothing really to break it up either. There was no real Halloween as in normally yeah. like when yeah. you get the holidays no, and no Halloween, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know, at least you'd have something to kinda of break it up and you'd be like, Oh yes, getting excited now for Christmas but even at that it's just been like at one point when I moved to Athlone, I think it was like that weekend that the the, the, the next lockdown started. So I ended up spending like five weeks not being home, and I just moved in by myself, which was actually kind of nice. Like it was mm. nice; I got a lot of time to read and stuff. But still, like I kind of noticed it really last week. I was like, Jesus, I actually really miss being home because it was the first time. Because mm. every time I came home, we'd probably seen my family, seen Kelly, maybe being up here, something like that, seen a couple people. It's the first time I've ever been around like that many people. Yeah, a legally okay amount of people. Mm. At uh, just cover ourselves at, yeah. at one time, and I was kind of like Jesus, like, like this is almost what it used to be like. Mm. Except we're not boogie and I'm very sad for it. But like, ah, mm. it broke up the wee bit of grey with maybe a slight shade of off white, yeah. <laughs> a nice eggshell white. Yeah, beige, just yeah, just like plain. It was like a digestive, not a rich tea biscuit. Yeah, it is like. 
how does everyone feel now that this year that we've been eagerly wanting to end is nearly done? Does it? It doesn't feel like it's going to change very much in no, 2021. Yeah. So it doesn't. It, you know, like you want it to be some grand gesture. Yeah, but I. But yeah, but I just mean like on that 2021. It's not even. Yeah, yeah. Not even <laughs> it's not going to change. <laughs> not even that anything's going to change, but just it's like there's been such a a narrative of like fuck this year, can't yeah. wait till it's done. Yeah. Does it? Do any of us feel different now that we're getting there, or how do you feel about like looking back on the year? Uh, I thought the year was kind of cool. It was it, it was interesting. I remember I remember I remember chatting to my parents about it because I think my dad said to it before he was chatting about like should they because of how old they are because like nine fifty nine fifty nine he was like so Al and I have lived through two recessions the entire thirty years of the troubles and the global pandemic he's like I'm doing pretty well anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh. yeah. I was like ah well I only got one recession and one pandemic and else you know yeah. who knows what I'll get like you know well, a lot of battle scars <laughs> yeah yeah you know? but a bit fucking weird seeing it because that's an older generations kind of view of it but yeah that's it like the I don't know I suppose nobody's had a really good run of it like the past yeah. couple of years but then again we're not it's not like we're living through world wars or anything like that there either like. there hasn't been there was a shortage of toilet roll like there wasn't a shortage of food yeah that's that's the one thing I'll say like I find funny is because when coming in the second lockdown like nobody rushed to buy toilet roll in you know after the first one everyone's probably still like, using the one from the first lockdown <laughs> Throwing the toilet roll. Yeah, like fucking. It's like <laughs> lockdown. Well, I know what I'll be doing. Shitting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the house working from home. I can take iron on shit breaks all I want. No, everything's shutting down, not shitting down. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Fucking back in it. I don't know. Like it's just felt like a big block of time. Just. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, the, like all classification of the years, kind of gone. Like the months just feel like months and not like yes. actual classifications of like that's yeah, what September. Yeah, this September, happened this month. This happened this month. Turn up with a wee bit of like summer, hmm. which was nice. And I was whatever. Like and to be honest, we yeah. could have done maybe. With, well, I don't know if we could have done with another couple of weeks of lockdown just to make it because the cases were so low or whatever. But still. I was happy that there was a bit of summer, like, because, yeah, there was you know, something. yourself, like, we got to see. But, like, I'll admit, I'm a wee bit jealous looking at, like, so my brother's in Australia in Sydney, mm. and they're, uh, they're, like, almost pretty much back to normal, and then if you take New Zealand, so New Zealand has a population of only, like, 500,000 less than us, and they're completely back to normal, like, yeah. they're having fit stadiums with 10,000 people. They were really fucking right. smart about it. Yeah, they fucking, they owned it, like, they yeah. just were like, yep, yeah, we're gonna do this right, yeah. yeah. Apparently we're, that's the standard now that Ireland are trying to take. I don't know if they're that much. That's what I heard anyway. It's just like zero case if they can. But sure, when you've like two countries basically on the one island. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a, big problem. That's a problem. Particularly why yeah. up here is probably so bad. Like Athlone and down the country is usually left fine. I will admit though, yeah. there's a lot more people definitely always wearing masks than up here. I've seen a lot more people not wearing masks up here in comparison. I haven't seen that many. I, I walked. I walked. I walked into a shop once in here here and it was seven people without masks I swear to you, I've actually seen people in Athlone when he walked in and he went put on your mask or get out it was actually yeah. the difference right. I've actually seen of people actually enforcing it and I've never yeah. seen anyone enforce it that's up here that's like uh, <laughs> down in Galway 
I was there during the summer, I went into a shop and didn't have a mask, and there's a person there being like, do you have a mask? Yeah, like, they're actually at the door being like, almost like yeah. a security, even but though I, like, security. I didn't, I didn't have mine with me, because I didn't know I was going to shop, but they just, like, gave you one then, or, like, just pay for it at the counter. Oh. So, Come to think of it, I was in Curry's, was I was yeah. in Curry's there today, and there was a family with no mask. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference, yeah, they just need mm. to have someone there, even if they just yeah. have someone, like, I don't know why everyone's not doing that, like, yeah. You could even just have like a wee fucking. You just have masks sit there and be like, you know, a mask, just take one. And yeah. Yeah. I did it one day by mistake and didn't realize till I left the shop. Like a yeah. minute later, yeah. but I didn't wear a mask. On. But like the difference is like a mistake. No one says saying, like a full, like a full yeah. family going in means that the full family's probably completely disregarding it. Whereas like, because yeah. like the woman, yeah. whenever I seen it, they were like, someone's like, put on your mask. She was kind of like, oh, and then she actually had one on her. Yeah. And that was the difference of like, she had actually planned. Space. It was just, you know, it's yeah. okay to make a mistake. It's a difference yeah. of like going out your way. That mom spends a lot of time on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that thing actually? Uh, somebody put around leaflets that look like HSE leaflets around Dublin and they're anti vaccination, but they made them look like HSE leaflets no and gave way. them to give right. to spread misinformation, no but then gave way. them make them look like HSE leaflets so that people would believe it. Jesus. How much effort, just how much yeah, effort you have to put in to that? that? Pure shit how tell us, right tell us everyone, how much effort <laughs> do you have to put in? <laughs> well, we have a lot of time. Yeah, so yeah, you have a lot of time to think about yeah. like plans get made. Yeah. I did find it funny. We did like a virtual Christmas party at work. Mm. We couldn't get together, and like people were saying, like I, f- I didn't say anything, but I did feel like saying something because like there's a lot of like there's lots of higher upstairs. I can't really say stuff. Like I'm a yeah. contractor, they were saying stuff like you know, spend more time with my family, got to spend more time with my loved ones, you know, spend more time in the house, my family. And I just felt like being like. I was a complete fucking opposite. <laughs> I'm being like, laddie, dad, that's nice for you. I spent yeah. more time alone this year than ever. I <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah it's kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it, was, it was good and bad in some ways. I got a lot more done on personal growth. I just got a lot less done. Everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Find that. Yeah. And if you listen back to the podcast, sorry to interrupt. If you listen back to the podcast, you'll hear all of my problems throughout the year. And there's a there's like a compilation. It's just like fuck this guy, fuck work and roll the tape. Me in various stages of drunkenness, complaining about my job, my living situation, or my mental health. Well, there's a good thing that happened. We did the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was like, like we were we were chatting about doing that like last year, and then the this was kind of the finally the impetus to be like let's do this. Yeah, you were a lot more of the element. You was owned a lot more of one pushing for it, and then I suppose not that it was resistant. I was like, yeah, I kind of do it, but just kind of lazy about it. And I was like, yeah, I might as well. I'm not really doing anything else during lockdown. Mm. It, it, just, has it, just, a, it has been a highlight of my year because it gives me something yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, like definitely that's part of it. But even just yeah. I think like like the those chats between me and you, I think became really valuable. Mm. When you don't see people a while out and stuff, and it's like. Yeah, it removes the weighty isolation and loneliness. Yeah. Plus, I think I was chatting about this the other night, whereas, like, I consider myself lucky. A lot of my friends I can open up and talk to, which is actually quite probably rare for an awful lot of men, which I, which I just find kind of weird mm. because yeah. I am so used to being able to do it. Yeah. That kind of a way that it creates a, it's a different dynamic, but it's yeah. kind of weird to think about. There's actually an awful lot of people that don't have that dynamic yeah. where they don't yeah. have a friend that they can oh. talk to. They don't, yeah, particularly yeah. it's like, yeah, like some people too. don't, but particularly as a man, it's a lot more to be, yeah. like, sensitive or. Um, yeah, it's turning up our sensitivity here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, gotcha! <laughs> Get that crack out dial. Yeah, but it's interesting to have that dynamic and then realise that there's people that don't. Mm. Mm. That's what I do wonder, yeah. 
blessed myself like with good mates like even on discord or whatever like a what's good, going on here good bunch of mates and i mean i'd say we've become closer now because of because you have to and everything youtube and is not receiving night, just, enough video mm. but also because you have to make the effort more it's a lot more like because you know i'm always going to be coming home or something or you're always going to probably go out for a drinking session mm. but it's a wee bit more of an effort to actually have to be like go and sit and talk to somebody on someone almost yeah if you know what i mean like you, can, you have to make the effort on it Guys, okay, so again, mic level's too low. We can. Can you put it more center, please? What if we put it like. Is that too. Yeah, I don't know if that's reaching me now. Are they monsters or rat? Fucking Ryan Quinn is the best comment of the night so far, anyway. <laughs> he says, mic level's too low. Uh, um, I don't know how, because. Over here, we're like up at the thing, so I don't know. Is your computer turned off? <laughs> uh, Ryan, have you tried turning it off and on? Can we get a, a holler from Tua as well to see if they still think it's too low? Oh, sorry. See, as soon as we start playing, we're going to be fucking... Really loud? Definitely, yes. Plus, sorry, I said that wrong. Can we get a holler? Can we get a... Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Always a way of these live streams, always technical stuff gets in the way of your cut that out anyway for the yeah, podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what does this now I mean, YouTube is not receiving it's enough video, stream status poor, enough video, enough Down video. There, How so, can you not receive uh, enough video? That's the connection. For some well, reason. we got a grand here, yeah. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we were watching Rob's uh, masterpiece again last night. Man, what, so what? good! Hey, the yeah. um, the uh, can I? What 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 does he started off with again? He's spreading the positive positive message. That's the one. Mm. You know, spreading the positive message. But want to spread the positive message? No, I don't know. And then it kind of goes. Oh, well, stick it on later. On. Need to do more video. I don't know. It's all video. It's video all the way down. If we just, if we like shake our hands, is that like... Full up the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every corner, good. Oh, oh, it went away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's <laughs> More video. <laughs> right. It zoomed to work. It How did that zoom to work for internet words? <laughs> it zoomed to... Don't know, man. I don't know how to fix that for you. Words internet zoom to work for to <laughs> meet at later bar night or day sometime. sometime. <laughs> Do good. Uh, wasn't that that was ad lib by Dennis? Yeah. Well, it was ad lib. The fucking <laughs> sorry. Edit this out. Yeah. Oh wait, this is live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see, it's still it's still coming up on that there. So was that what's actually coming out? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just. I think it might be. It might be to do with our upload speeds on the internet or something. Mm. I think it's to do with the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as it's still. But see, look. look I'm looking at this green bar. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. This is crank now, anyway. So. Live with it. Lean, <laughs> lean closer if you're having. Put on headphones. Turn them up. Turn the bass up. Get that lovely sexy voice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna talk about this. Yeah. My darling. <laughs> Can get it up. See the green light on that there? Is that something of a? Yeah, that's a green light. That's oh. just the. That's just saying that it's streaming. I think. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that too. Factory reset the hub. Right. What? Um. <laughs> so, what were we talking about? 
we're chatting about 2020 and what did we think of it? Oh yes, this is so socio-economic. Is it still 2020? <laughs> yeah. uh, I find it's it all happening. I find it really weird when all of the lockdown uh, stuff was coming out and that, and how just time went really slowly, like the week after. It's just mad the perception of time, like. And I actually do remember because I think a lot of us remember this. I thought I, I like the first the speech, okay. the one with Radker. I thought that was like, I was like, oh, this is like something in a movie. It's like, yeah. Whoa, then they're gonna night sky. He's gonna fucking the day, like, the daytime sky. He's gonna turn pitch black at some point or something. Right? It's gonna break <laughs> out. And it's like I thought that. I thought that to say it. Um, I thought like that, and then I checked the Facebook messenger, and everybody was on about it. And then you chimed in. You were just like, I didn't tune in at all. <laughs> Like, I think so we were sitting watching uh, Mary Wallopers <laughs> stream instead <laughs> sitting here I was watching it but I was like oh, so you see lots of like this is like something you'd see in like a movie at like the start like a montage and then it finishes like yeah. that speech and it like zooms out and there's like people writing and it's like a TV in a shop and there's like people writing like taking yeah. it over it's a real in the years moment <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he's preparing for it's like 40 years time like can't wait for this to be on yeah, yeah. some Irish trap or whatever in the background, and then it just comes yeah, yeah. in the frag car, just like it's time to time to batter up the <laughs> batter up the doors. Get the some ambient uh, drink porn signs here. Yeah, well, there you go. Hit mm. <laughs> <laughs> the spot. Tantalizing. Right beside you. You need to recombobulate the fluxy pastor. Already done, Sham. Three to five minutes for reconnection. There is no fucking passenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked the whole thing up. Get a pen bobbing in the back. <laughs> okay. Will we play a tune to see what that sounds like now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, we'll play, yeah. <laughs> Take it away. And a one. And I don't know two. if we should just... Should we, like, uh... Should I change this again? Or just let... Because there's a limiter on it, so it'll, like, compress everything, so it might sound well, all right. See, well, we'll, so we'll just say, the boys are going to play a song, so let us know how this sounds. Yeah, what we play, right boys? Away. Should we play um, the one that's going to be live? Uh, uh, a couple, couple of days? Yeah. Time. Tuesday, is it? That that Monday shows? or Tuesday? I think I'm it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, we recorded... Um, a video there uh, when was that no, a couple weeks two weekends ago two weekends ago yeah and it'll be live streamed on Facebook YouTube uh, I'm not I think it might be Facebook I sh- Instagram it's, or something I shared like it anyway on the band page but it's returning like that we played the last two years and they're doing a live stream this year and gladly happily we got to play or record again mm-hmm. be part of it so we'll do this song the song that we're, that's going to be uh, played at that and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> let us know what this sounds like now because it, it might sound really weird with this, these new mic sounds which are or you might go like oh, oh, fuck <laughs> wow. so see it's, it's going to compress it but that might it might actually just make it sound alright so I don't okay. know how's the sound go again It's called Until Then.
Say so. You've got a couple. Uh, it's all good now. Thank you, music is grand. He's been requested to do an R. Kelly bump and grind cover. Which, oh. uh, I'm sure he's know. And uh, a bit more attitude now that it's clipping a bit. Yeah, clipping a bit, but from two. So it's, well, it, it shouldn't have been clipping though because there's a limiter on this. Maybe I'll uh, I'll switch this to auto level for a minute. We are excellent connection. Now. And that happened during the middle of the music. That's because so we had an extra uh, video. Power of music. Is. Ah, that's the extra video. Was that all right for everyone? Two, two said. Uh, was, right was, was that good for you? <laughs> two said it's clipping. Did anyone else get clipping? Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, I really enjoyed that anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. I enjoyed it too. Just want to say about bump and grind, but or Kelly. I always find it interesting. Well, you know that. Take it away. That that that, 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 <laughs> that that song is. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bit of bump and grind. And then the ver then the, yeah the verse is. And I'm so confused. And is he confused <laughs> by the age of the girl? Like that's what I want to know. <laughs> like, you know looking back. I'm so confused. Looking, I thought you wanted me to piss possible, on you. Yeah, exactly. Like plausible deniability. Look, he has he has a song called Age Is Just a Number. There's no plausible deniability in that. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> like, how did it take so long? <laughs> We've got some fucking audiophiles Ryan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, kind of Rob. Only clipping is good. Yeah, it's like... Alright, well, it's on auto level now, so it should be. It should turn things down Wait when we second. start playing. That's Rob. I thought it was two. <laughs> oh God, you've, you've broken the illusion. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> kiss from a rose. I'll kiss your rose. Um, <laughs> I believe the uh, no. I believe the boys are going to be playing uh, All Star by Splash Mouth. Oh God! <laughs> hey. Hey, forget about it. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. Yeah, no. forget about it. <laughs> fugazi, fugazi. Right. Right. So. All right. Good night. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here at the first. Le- <laughs> it's um, starting a wee tangent, sure. Right.
So this weather we've been having. Oh, jeez, it's been so warm. <laughs> Unseasonable uh, dry spell. Mm. I hear we're in for a cold February. Uh. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of clipping on the horizon. <laughs> Low blow, Owen. Like, come on, we're yeah. just trying to have a good time here. <laughs> Bring back, back the clip. clip. <laughs> you get a fucking clip. Clip around the ear. <laughs> I don't know, it reminds me. Did you see that there thing about the rap music video being filmed in Donegal? Which one? Yeah, and, and the guy was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. about that. It was, out, it was outside a shop, and they all had one with similar, like, airsoft rifles and stuff. But they also did, didn't tell the people in the shop, and they filmed around the side, and then the guy, like, three or four guards guard showed up. If the guards show up, it's perfect. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's the, uh, the, the end, end shot. Yeah, 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 that's the end shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is, like, they showed up, and they had, like, is that, but I was just kind of like, I know you're doing a rap video and all, but, like, come on, like, we don't we don't have that stuff in Donegal. Like, we was like, you know, if you maybe showed a man making a car bomb, I'd be like, all right, yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 but none of that. What are, they, are they from? Yeah. Um, or a hard man, mm. No, well, it could be. There's what? It could be. Could be kneecap. There'd be the only one that I really think of. There'd be. Could be. Uh, it's probably just some young ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. It was actually just a young lads shouting, shouting at people. Or uh, probably crack pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah crack yeah, pipe. Yeah, yeah, crack pipe. Yeah. Wait, there's actually a guy called crack pipe. There's a yeah. We're in a band. Band. That is actually yeah. a class name. C R A I C. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's Crackpipe. It's probably them. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing with them in February. Uh, come see us. Hopefully, if everything goes, if everything's alive and stuff. That's true, yeah, hopefully, they have nice. She's have some good old crack in the pipeline then. Why is that a joke? I didn't get it, but I could tell from your inflection that it was supposed to be funny, so. <laughs> I laughed in response. <laughs> I'm actually just nervous. <laughs> I can tell he thinks it's funny, so. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, like and subscribe. Yeah. Hey, bro. Oh, yeah, so you can That's find these guys on uh, Bebo and MySpace. That'd be your main haunts. That's the main yeah. spot. And uh, actually, if you want Lately, to contact them through MSN, is the most likely way. Mm. I yeah. said I update yeah. my people blog hourly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, check out the Tumblr. live journal. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Check out the Tumblr, and I believe. Oh, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> um, Telegram is where I send out a lot of my, you my can, ideas. You can catch us on the wire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, I was thinking about that. My, my favorite medium time. is smoke yeah. signals and. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes just shouting down caves. Just shouting. <laughs> just hello, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Yelling to, into the void, anyone? <laughs> you're uh, you're being requested for those guns again, Marlon. Getting the guns. Yeah, me, uh, there was a quest from uh, Megan and Ryan to get the forearms out. Get the forearms out. Forearms, the holy forearms. Two, two, they actually said uh, four skins out. Two these. arms. <laughs> There's four of us. If we take our, our tops off with the four skins. That's a. That's a uh, Parks and Rec joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. I've given in to the fans. It's two arm and oyster. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll give you a hand, Marlo. There. Oh, yeah, there you nice. go. <laughs> Quick, take a piece. I fucking I did that the other day at work. So you know, like we have a change room. Obviously, like you know, you put on your fucking safety shoes. You put on your lab coat. No, take it off a jumper. And just fucking uh, pure whipped it uh, off. I want to point out that, that I only work with like two other men and about fifteen women, and I sit in a locker room with That's about big. like you know about ten women, and I just whipped off my top, and then I whipped off my t-shirt accidentally, and just kind of put it down. I was like, "What am I doing here?" Hmm? What's this? 
That's Wait, Bacuri. Oh, that's Bacuri. Sexual Bacuri. harassment was going. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, we're representing everyone. Uh, I was like, Banya. I was actually really embarrassed. I was like, I'm professional. Banya. Curious. <laughs> One of them was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, was a fucking accident. I was like, oh. Here. Here. What? We were just saying we were representing all the Irish bands. He's got a Banya t-shirt and a Bicurious jumper and I'm wearing a tree t-shirt. Shout out Bicurious. And then all I have is, I don't know, I'm going to guess this is Benson and Hedges. It's just a Benny Hill. B-E-B-H out of Benny Hill. Big fan of Benny Hill. Wasn't there, didn't someone come up with a really funny name for that? The only thing I can remember is Damien said Burkhorse. 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 But I know somebody came up with something better, but I was too drunk to remember. Of course. I have to apply the oil. Oh, you're gonna have to. Don't worry, those guns are well maintained. You don't need to oil them. Tune back into the OnlyFans stream. It's actually only man's. Only man's. Oh Christ! It's a exclusively homoerotic stream. Yeah, damn right. We done our tune for the crack. We'll do another tune. Yeah, we're we not. Plenty of them. Let's try. Let's see what happens. Let us know how this one goes. We'll get it right eventually. What do you want, play, boys? Mind. Like that one. <laughs> that what were that? <laughs> I don't mind. Um. Enemies? Enemies, yeah, why not? I'm gonna get lyrics, because last time I started forgetting stuff. Right, let us know how, how, uh, how it sounds this time. Only fams. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We'd still be friends But I'm not sure we ever made amends Instead we put distance as our defense I didn't want to have to comprehend Understanding, not in death. 
is actually the perfect time for me to ask the origin of the band name. Ah! It is perfect! That's the origin of the Fierce Pit Boys. Fierce Pit Bosses fat name, I know already, but I think it's a fantastic story, so if you just want to take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was that before we'd even, I think, had a practice, or... Mm. I don't even know if Kieran... Were you in the... Was Kieran in the band? <laughs> there were talks. Yeah, but it I was... I think there were talks, and it was always like a... Yeah, yeah, we'll always kind of... <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you were on about, like, having Kieran. Yeah. and we had this idea of, like form the band ever since like we were in human yeah. science together like yeah. on back in the day and it was basically you know, it was... I think it started first because like, I just started playing and doing my own songs and everything because I was sick of not having a band and not playing music mm-hmm. and then I think you were like oh we should actually yeah. do this and then it was always um, so it was, I think it was mainly it was basically me and you still at this stage mm-hmm. and then we went to see Enemies for not, their last ever gig. We did. Now, we'd already seen them at the start of the year. And, well, yeah, was that's right. No, um, uh, um, Bellows Bar. Oh, it was Bellows Bar? Yeah. That was like their first gig in like a long time in mm. Ireland or something. Like, yeah, in like loads of years, many years. And then... It was like a limited capacity, two hundred capacity gig. Oh, sweet thing! Yeah, it was really, <laughs> was really, really good. Because we got the we got to meet. Who was it? Owen as well. So yeah, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, so we went to that at, at like January at the start of the year. Then we mm-hmm. saw them at Knockenstocken, and then that was awesome. Then they announced their last ever gig in the Grand. Where was it? Figure Street. Figure Street. Was yeah. Figure Street. Uh, the last ever gig, and I think we'd kind of, I think you might have floated the idea before the caller as Fierce Pit Bosses. I just threw it out there, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> that was your favourite uh, enemy song. That's another story yeah. as well. Like, And then, uh, yeah, at that gig then, we were pretty hammered and just like kept, we were like, we asked all of them individually, it's like, we're starting a band, you think we could call Fierce Pit Bosses? And they were like, yeah, do it! Yeah. And I remember, like, the next Such day, or maybe, like, a day or two after, being like, I guess we got through the bus, and now. It's like, you, you can't really, you can't really go, you can't really go <laughs> back. It's like, once you've asked all the bands, like, let's not choose that band. That <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. But I really like that name, too, because it was like, for a few reasons, it was like, they were ending, and it was kind of like, are we uh, tribute to them in a way? It's like, we're mm. starting. It's like, and, and also, I'm a huge fan of Irish music in general, as we're wearing... Without coordinating, by the way, yeah, both wearing like Irish music. Yeah, I feel like a dickhead. Right <laughs> Irish, Irish band uh, t-shirts. So it's yeah. kind of like fences and hedges. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good Irish cigarette. Uh, but yeah, it kind of felt like contributing to that and continue that uh, heritage of Irish music to call ourselves Fierce Pit Bosses. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, we, and that gig we found out where they got the name from too, didn't mm-hmm. we? We did, Charlie. Yeah, one told us. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Not this one. No. No, there's no, another, there's another one. one. Yeah, but, yeah, that, but I mean, we should yeah, There's another one <laughs> in, uh, enemies. in Enemies. Yeah, it's about to call them Fierce Pit Bosses. Like, no, that's for Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, um, they they were playing in America, and uh, someone 
they were playing a gig and someone randomly said, it's, or it's like, are oh, we going to Enemies gig tonight? And he was like, oh, that's them, Fierce Pit Bosses. And they were just like, that sounds cool. And then they wrote a song. Mm. Was that it? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They just threw it on a wee jam that yeah. they played. Yeah. 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 They just like, it was just like a random thing someone said. And they were like, that sounds cool. Just stick that on. Yeah, but that's a really yeah. cool story behind the name of the song. Yeah. That's a really cool story around the name of the... The, the name of your band because yeah. you've met all of them individually at their last gig because yeah. that was your band starting and their band ending yeah. so as you say it's a tribute kind of felt nice yeah. to them. it's kind of like a it's like a real good meaning behind yeah. the, the name lots of two and as well I, I remember after our first few gigs people would be like oh I was looking up online I couldn't find anything but that uh, I heard that song by Enemies it's really good oh. and that kind of felt like I, like I was like that's cool like yeah, if we're a, driving more people yeah. listen to Enemies then that's that's that, fine by me too because like that's the other thing like Enemies are genuinely one of my favourite bands of yeah, all time like, I only started <laughs> like, listening to them because of you yeah. you were the one that showed me them after like, they'd already broken up yeah mm. <laughs> like I love them so much so like it, it, obviously I'm okay with any affiliation to them like mm. <laughs> but then of course then that last song and then yeah to really confuse things I wrote a song called Enemies yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck with the Spotify algorithm yeah. just yeah. <laughs> just even just if, if the odd pair even if it's just like the opposite way around so people find enemies by looking for us and then people might look up like Fierce Pitbosses enemies and then, find, and then find us and be like what the fuck is this is, yeah. this, is, this, is this a cover I guess Spotify's like, doing it the wrong way around I don't know are you going to just think it's a cover but the, yeah, it wouldn't make sense because it'd just be yeah, yeah it'd be the be same band name and same yeah. just flip yeah, yeah just the wrong way around. So yeah, if you were looking, but if you were looking for but uh, like if you seen the thumbnail and because there is a live version on YouTube and it just says like Fierce Footballs enemies or something yeah, but there's like a I'm the picture in a thumbnail or something so you'd be like that's not the band yeah. is what's it, going uh, on yeah here? but then you might just be like is that just like a weird thing to, is that just the picture the band chose for the song yeah. or something you know what I mean do you ever click into it yeah but um. Yeah. See, I always thought that was a really nice story behind the band name because that's kind of where it came from. And as yeah. you said, he's trying to start a band, and you got Kieran in to be the drummer then. Yeah, because yeah. I guess that I, I would have been peripherally around at that point because he wouldn't yeah. been in Sprackburn, I think. Yeah, and that would have been when where I showed you them. I think. Yeah, remember, like sitting in, sitting in your uh, after sitting the pub or something, being like, "Your man, Jackie." Yeah, check these guys. Which is actually the same sitting room where me and Owen became really good friends, and yeah. because we found out we liked the same type of music. Maybe we became really good friends. Yeah, exactly. Because then we started a podcast in a tent in uh, <laughs> in a tent in Swell on Ironmore. Yeah, on <laughs> Ironmore. That's we, we really hit it off. And then we well, we really hit it off at the play park. Yeah, but um, and then they met Kieran Kirsk, and I know. So two boys would have played in Cuban Science back in the day, and then mm-hmm. we played Giant Camels. Yeah. But then I've known Kieran since we were about like what thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. and then you've probably known yourselves. I think he's about the yeah. same length of time, but we bit longer. And then, well, no, uh, we've been college. Yeah, college yeah. for us. Um, when was that? I think it was first year. You were in second year. Yeah, mm. that sounds great. Right. Science. And, that would have been um, eighteen, I think. Yeah. And you randomly just walked in. Here or that, Chris or? met. M- I met Chris, and he invited me up to the flat to see your micro cork. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction! <laughs> was I was very disappointed that it wasn't his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh my god but then that's kind of how it all came about yeah we kind of molded together because of that mm-hmm. yeah. what was that like yeah. and me and Kieran went to the tech in Derry together mm-hmm. well not together but at the same time, at the same time. but I also know that then because uh, I also know that time Kieran was looking to get back into band as well because we would have been you would have been out of the band for a couple of years then yeah, yeah. yeah. but still playing away well Kieran plays drums he also plays guitar and like you know these are all yeah, you would have been playing like, in the mm-hmm. tech at that time too yeah were you, were you playing with uh, Michael Michael, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Fucking um, 
Chips. <laughs> Hope he's not watching. He's probably not watching. <laughs> but because um, I know Kieran, uh, just a, a, one of our viewers just dro- dropped there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know yeah, at the time like, Kieran was looking to be in a band as well. Obviously, it's like a drummer. Did you play with Kerry? Kerry? Yeah, yeah, I played with Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it kind of worked out perfect, kind of at the timing, because you yeah. know that you were looking for a band. You were looking for people as well to be kind of probably like more serious band more than what we were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, so it all kind of came together well mm. in that sense because he's all looking to be actually go and make a band yeah, no, series yeah. about it. It was really great, yeah, because uh, like the main I, like the main reason I asked Kieran was because I knew he was into like brand new. Brand <laughs> like, yeah, it was the, like the like, in the common ground. Who showed Kieran brand new? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie, if he met me as a teenager and he asked me about music, he'd be like, "Did you hear his band brand new?" And I'd be like, "Listen to this and fucking entire discography and just whole fucking hog the whole ox cord for a night." No, get away! It's a devil and God. You listen to the whole album. <laughs> Which, uh, well, like brand new was definitely a factor, but it was just that music in general. I was like, he's gonna, he, he'll get it. Yeah, if he yeah. likes that type general. of music, he's gonna like the type of music I want to play. And then, yeah. yeah, so that was like the main, that was the criteria I was interested in. I wanted someone that would know what I was trying to do. Mm. And then just turned out he was fucking class. Yeah, <laughs> I know that well, yeah. Yeah, because I remember after one of your first practices, because I remember chatting to you about it, you were saying it was class because you would like have the songs in your head and you're playing them. And then you would have actually probably played tomorrow and then beforehand and you just know each other. and playing and then you were like but Kieran like you know he gets man it's like I'm playing something and he plays the drum down and it's like he gets what I'm kind of yeah. going for with it because I can't remember what song it was but you're like there's a stop I remember and sw- a break. Swallow was one of the ones the first song yeah because it was like I was like oh, if there can be a wee like roll in there and I remember you being like oh, that's cool like hard and then I got two like two more times around you nailed it and I was yeah. like it just felt class and I was like ah oh, this is all coming together yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what you said to me because you told yeah. me about the rolls I remember that because you were like you wanted to we roll in the middle of the, whatever it was and then mm. Kieran got it yeah I could just hear these fills in my head and then it was just like and then Kieran filled that in <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah oh. it's magical magical stuff mm. yeah, that's pretty good that's very good a real moment <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah, it just clicked together really yeah. well. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would always, like, forget how long we were, the band was together, too. I'd have to, like, rem- be like... Because it felt, like, longer, I think, for the progress we made. Mm. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, we only, like... There's kind of a lot of time. We weren't even together a year but before we recorded DP, were we? Yeah, it was like yeah. so fast. So then when you look back, you're like, hang on, that was like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> we were yeah, just like, yeah. get this shit done. Like, but <laughs> but you were you were practicing all the time. You said like, like yeah. once a week, in, yeah, like week. at least in Kieran's garage. You, you were also you were also all writing music at the same time as well, and then coming together and doing it. That's sort of in the class. Yeah. And then also, I suppose we should give a shout out to Tua, which is Rob for yeah. recording oh, of the EP. Yeah. Oh. That's why. That's why he's. Uh, that's why he's listening. He's he's gonna piss off. Now, <laughs> he's trying to like. Uh, he's <laughs> not even here. He's still trying to get yeah. get the mics just right. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good man, Rob. Yeah. Good man, Rob. Produ- producing from from a distance. Yeah. Fucking. He'll be up down two seconds. Fuck sick, Jesus Christ, but bring it away. Whole like fucking load of gear. And yeah, it's like, oh, like, is up yeah. <laughs> talk now, fucking now. That's right. But speaking of live streams, uh, check out to his Facebook for uh, Rob's like live mixing. Yeah. Uh, is it every Wednesday? I think so. Yeah. And Wednesday. I think as well. I believe uh, also featuring Rob as well, or in Rob's well, uh, Launch Machine have a new yeah. video out for. Mountains and grooves. Mountains and grooves. Yeah. Yeah. I could only think grooves there, and I was like, I know that's not the whole. <laughs> that's, why I, that's, 
Okay, so we're just grooving right now, guys. That's all I can think of. Second, your two-hour lunch machine. Yeah, is it two-hour lunch machine? Yeah. All right, yeah. Really cool video as well. Yeah. So, yeah, people do check that out because I check that out, but I could only remember groove. Oh, yeah, I play drums and that's all. Oh, look at me. I'm here. I'm so in many bands. Oh, what fun fucking band. Bruce McCoss is on the credits as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing a podcast there, too, will you? Starting my own podcast. Yeah, start my own podcast. Let's fucking from a computer by myself. Yeah, it's just everyone's while talking. Pure Alex Jones spec. <laughs> and another thing, <laughs> the lizard people are <laughs> controlling the world now. <laughs> They're making the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, excellent Pretty good crack. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So, yeah, that flowed pretty well. I heard actually he's playing the song in the toilet, and I was like. Get down before the sensor. So that's pretty good. So now that Owen's away, like, so just, this is the time you spit about him. Oh. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it's like working with that guy? My <laughs> God, <laughs> I've had it up to here. <laughs> I'm this close, oh. this close to leaving. Uh, no, um, definitely not. Owen's a stand up guy. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, of course, that. Yeah. Well, of course, stand guy. I wouldn't be talking to him like. Once every couple of weeks in a podcast. <laughs> I mean, weekly. Weekly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then you would have got playing together on the band. It was kind of interesting. So you probably would have never played together apart from probably being in the band. Mm, no, we never. Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember first the first time I seen you, and it was you as well, when Hijacking Camels at the IMS. Oh I'm my god, sure. the, the Irish Youth Music yeah, Awards for anyone Oh my is. god, that and there was like a concert in the RCC as well and um, them two times I remember seeing both of you I remember you definitely yeah. <laughs> Everyone, like no offence to everyone else from my Jack Gambles but everyone always remembers me yeah. <laughs> Just, so Which is really funny because I contributed the least in music but the most to the show yeah. <laughs> You're like uh, oh, fucking yeah. your boy from Happy Mondays. What's uh, his name? Oh, God. What's Bez. his name? Bez, Bez yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so the essence of the band. I mean, we were all good performers, yeah, but you yeah. definitely took the fucking thing and ran with it. Like, there was something about being on stage, man, that I still always take. Like, I find it interesting because you see, if you're like in a classroom or lecture scenario, I, I really don't like asking questions or I feel really nervous about that. Like, but if I'm on stage, there's something about the fact that I feel like that I know that I'm on stage. On. That I know I'm no, but it's because I know I'm supposed to be there, so mm. I know that it's like okay for me to be there. There's like there's a relaxing thing about it. It's like because remember mm. doing presentations, it's like you're going up there to talk. It's like that's what you're supposed to do. So think about that. Yeah. But when I was on stage with the band, I used to fucking run off stage and like take me up. I remember being the the gig that we played in Seton College to get into Blah Blah Festival and which is how we ended up playing in Norway I went straight down into my boxers and I ran into the crowd and I was like throwing people and running around and I ran around this guy and turned around he's my fucking English teacher and I was sitting there in just my boxers like I I literally I took I took my fucking I like went on stage and I like just stripped and I took I like took I like went on stage fully clothed like right away took off my shoes took off my trousers put my shoes back on and then just ran off stage because what we always did was for at least like a song or two a set I would just not play yeah. for just one song just, and that entire point of that song <laughs> was, was to me to go into the crowd because I even remember like partying in the parking and stuff I'd grab people and I'd throw them like the amount of times I got punched in like the head and punched in the back because a lot of people would be like no fuck off and like punch yeah, me yeah, yeah. and then all I'd do 
was turn around and just grab them and throw them. Like, <laughs> I was like, I took that there as more of a, a sign of, all right, then come on, because it's like yeah. fucking, somebody starts to fight with me down here, that's just yeah. going to make the show a lot better. It's like, you engage with me, therefore. I will engage with you. And yeah. I remember doing that, and like fucking running around. I was like, I don't remember being in class on like that Monday or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, because like, my teacher was pure sign, fucking James Gordon, Sparky, absolute legend. He was like, an interesting show there on whatever day was done. it's like he's just ripping a piss out of me like I was just like fucking taking it like that's just I was like kind of like more like that's just what I do man that's just what I do I also remember there was, me, baby. there was one time at uh, Wheelands in mm. Dublin and we had some kind of technical difficulties and we got started like 20 minutes late mm-hmm. yeah. and I was sitting there and I stood on stage chatting shite for about 20 minutes and the way it worked out was I ended up chatting to these like four or five girls like, up front and then obviously because of what I just said, how I played, so I was chatting to them and I got the whole cry going and everything like that. And like, chatting away, these girls were loving it. Show starts, take off my clothes, down to my boxers or whatever, and they just left. Instantly, <laughs> 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 like, like, there was four or five and of them right, off the front it. and they were like, you know, I was like, you know, I, yeah. I, I felt like I was doing pretty good banter with the cry and doing nothing. I was getting like, go on, give me a hey, give me a oh, like, and like, oh, this kind of shit. <laughs> Gangsters, they just left, and I remember afterwards they wouldn't talk to me at all. And I was like, ha, I take this as a win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow! Back in the battle days, but now you're in a serious band game. <laughs> you still got to play Wheelands, did you? We play Wheelands because I remember going nah. to Wheelands and you walk around Wheelands and they're like, fucking, you have like Paul McCartney on the wall, and I'm like. Gonna be fucking pretty much naked on the stage in about twenty minutes. <laughs> that was a fucking wow. disaster, though. There was oh. no kick pedal. We didn't have a kick pedal. Like, that was the problem. Yeah, there was a kick. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. The kick pedal. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because that's right. Because we went up there with like the best. Played, like two songs. But, end up for something. Oh uh, yeah, but I remember the songs with no kick pedal. Yeah, but I, I, I remember too because I remember before. I don't think I'd like set up like my microcorg and stuff and like had it already. And the way I was kind of supposed to do it was like I kind of had it already and I kind of like had it like taped to my stand. And I kind of was supposed to go up and like hook it in, kind of have it ready. And the security guard walked past and hit into it and fell to the ground and it cracked open at the side. And he just turned around and he was like, whoops. And I was like, oh, what? 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 what broke up? It? Like the, the side of the microcork. So what happened? Oh. It was on the stand and it was like the way, the way we were waiting to go on and the way it was supposed to be is like I kind of like pick it up, go on and yeah. then like, you know, plug it in. And we were kind of waiting inside and the security guard walked past, they hit into it and fell over the side and then the, the side cracked open. And I was kind of like, Oh fuck! And he was like, "Whoops!" He's like fucking six foot five. I'm not gonna be like, "Fuck hey. you, man!" <laughs> Someone stop that man! Yeah, exactly. He's fucking scared again. Security. Remember picking it up and going on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember picking it up and going on stage and being like, "Please still work." And then it was like twenty minutes of fucking uh, whatever. No, we played. We played four songs. Played. We were supposed oh, yeah. to play eight and eight songs set. And we played four songs. And then all covers we're doing. Yeah, yeah, probably. There's probably like two originals. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, we were class back in the day, I don't care. That's it, like, wish I could have seen this yeah. live. <laughs> Do you know there's still two songs on YouTube? Smooth Move Ferguson and Start to Finish. Oh, yeah. Wait, we're looking them up later on. Yeah. <laughs> Check on them. It's so funny because the Smooth Move Ferguson is just a photo of like, me, you, Pierre, and Mooney, and it's in like black house. and white at the front of my house. Yeah. Ooh, black and white. We're so artsy and cool. Like, fuck it. It's just black and white. Like, in the front of my house, it's not really anything special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't change it for the world. Bunch of young lads trying to 
do their b- <laughs> thinking they're the next Blink yeah. One Eighty Two or Four Years Strong. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like, jump, like <laughs> yeah. I'm very like, trendy, like, we just jumped into every trend that was going It was like, yeah. I had a micro cord because of my older brother, and I was like, Thomas, you can be the keyboard, be because the every band, every <laughs> yeah. energy carry, because they're big right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that uh, band, The Automatic? The Automatic, yeah, the, with the monster coming over the data keyboard. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of, not The Automatic, fucking, Beating Hearts, baby, baby, oh, it's yeah. head automatica. Yeah, yeah. Baby, is this love for real? Because I have oh, too. That's a Four years strong yeah. had a a microcorg as well, and there was yeah, like they, they went there was a wild phase. I remember because whenever I started listening to pop punk, you would have had like you know like Blink One Eighty Two and stuff like that. It was just more like drums, bass, guitar, singing, kind of emo lyrics, mm. and then it just became like a sudden point for like five years where every band also just had a person with a microcorg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, now we have a keyboard. That's fun. Sure, I played the microcard and Yeah, and the break and that was the day you were Yeah, Sure, I played the microcard in Cuban Science. <laughs> and then eventually transitioned to guitar. Yeah. But like I was really more yeah. of a stripper and a hype man. But like that, that's what that band was too. Pretty much, it was just like mm. that's what you're supposed to do at that age. I think it's just like just have the crack and yeah, just have yeah. The crack. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were like. We were just yeah, we were just having fun. fun. Like the one thing, remember we covered? We used to cover Insomnia as well. Yeah, that yeah. used to be like wild fun to play. Like we were playing out there in fucking tonic. Like the one pub that would lie in underage bars so you drink there. Ballbreakers. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Awesome, mate. <laughs> that was like our fucking one. Yeah, we uh, played Bloodhound Gang. We uh, played the bad touch. Bad touch, bad touch yeah. yeah. Sweat baby. Yeah, sweat, well, man, we synth down and yeah. everything. Yeah. I remember playing it at like Dalta's party, and like he was in the band as well. And gee, I the crowd just added up, and we were just like, "We're rock stars, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It may be our band member's birthday party, but we're fucking doing." Yeah, <laughs> I think we even like kind of embraced, started embracing that a bit. Like we were uh, an original <laughs> band, but then we just started doing like Rage Against Machine. Yeah, yeah. We did like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Because yeah. when when you did those, people went nuts. And we were yeah. like, this is pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, because that's what was the fun. Because I remember we used to do like fucking like we tried to get more into being more of an original band, but it was just mm. some of the covers that we used to do that just people used to love. Like because we used to do like the one one of the songs that I used to run out for was we did you know Downfall of Us All by Day to Remember. That entire song is just breakdown. Of, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> the entire song is just just on the guitar over and over just a wee break time like that and like just fucking everyone just let's go absolutely the best crack I'll always remember though because the boys back in the day Jason McLean and Pieter was the head like fucking screamer David Reed was the bassist Marty Dorn was the guitarist and Kieran was the drummer of Severance which were a death metal band Wow. And we played this gig. We played this gig. I down remember in, that name too. So we played this uh, gig down in Plectrum, uh, sorry, Plectrum Festival in Clare, and it was like a small wee festival. We we yeah, we went down there like three years in a row. The first year we just played, and the second year we were like headlining. It was like that was how shit the festival was. But, uh, <laughs> but the first year, um, because everyone who came down with us was also like pretty much half of them were also a member of Severance. The first band that opened for the festival uh, dropped out. So the first band I played was uh, Severance, which was a death metal. Like, they knew Job for a Cowboy by, uh, what do you call him? Where's Kieran? 
Job for a Cowboy. Remember Severance Spectrum? Job for a Cowboy by... Job for a Cowboy fucking Two Minute of a Machine. Two Minute of a Machine. So like they knew that, but I remember because they had no stuff with them. And our lead guitarist Jimmy used to have an Emily the Strange guitar, one of the most emo looking guitars. And Jason McLean, who's a big metalhead with a massive beard even then and long hair, playing this Emily the Strange guitar, playing Job for a Cowboy into a machine, windmill in his hair, and then just Emily the Strange guitar. But they were the band that opened Plectrum festival and it was a death metal band and he could just see like in the middle of Clare for fuck's sake in Ireland like in rural wow. Ireland and just <gasps> <laughs> like fucking because Peter used to be able to scream back yeah, in the day in all fairness to him awesome. I remember I was still, it can still fucking roar and shout anyway I tell you <laughs> oh, was it fucking uh, Jason McLean almost didn't let him play party in the park because he was wearing tight purple skinny jeans and he was like you need to take them off before you play no, <laughs> no way you need to be putting up you need to fucking wear your chains or you wear nothing else like that's hilarious like, mm. But yeah, no, you're right enough. Like them bands, like back when you're young or whatever. Like, like to be honest, like like unless you're a fucking uh, like a savant or something, really mm. none of these are gonna be fantastic. But if you have good fun while doing it, and actually, I'll give a sh- I'll I'll give a shout out. I think we can all agree that uh, none of this probably would happen without fucking Jamal Donny back. Ah, you call it me. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is good Friday agreement on the brink with Morrow cutting round like that. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I'm uh, I'm actually streaming right now, so I can't take your call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, John Muldowney and the laugh now. Yeah, enough. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, like if that yeah, wasn't there, we probably wouldn't have had mm-hmm. any of that. I remember that. Big one. Skateboard. Skateboard. I first met Peter, and that's how yeah. I then eventually met you yeah, and Jason and David and all that. I literally ah. met Peter in a skate park one day with two boys from Derry that I thought he knew and he didn't. Invited him to the loft next week. And that's how we wow. speak mm-hmm. friends. So that's the first place I met Kelly. Ah. Yeah. She was 11, I was 15. I took my clothes off and skated. Most An awful lot of my stories seem to end up or have a do with, like, so I, I took my real, clothes off. You had a real distaste for clothing clothes. back in the day. <laughs> oh, man, I used to, like, the only that there, I wouldn't mind, but I didn't drink till I was 17. Most of this happened before I started drinking, and then really, the more I drank, the more I put my clothes on, which really is the complete opposite of any dirty little slut like myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go, yeah. Oh. Let's um, just toilet again. Okay, we'll go ahead. If you play another tune, I'll try and think of a question. <laughs> yeah, let's go again here, boys. Give an old shout out to everybody who's tuned in right now. And I know. All you at home. Wherever you are, I think Effie might still be there. Effie's watching from London. And possibly some of the housemates as well. Landing. I had to stop myself from saying it. <laughs> Good to see you. Right. As well as. The usual bunch. Oh shit. We're uh, we've a loading symbol on our YouTube there. Could? Could, yes. We were trying to, I think last time we tried to do like a slow version and it didn't really happen. Mm. <laughs> so we'll try it again. Full speed, full pal. Sorry, I'm trying to remember it in open chords. Right.
I'll just do it normally. Cool. <laughs> Two, three, four. practice every week we did and yeah, yeah. i can't <laughs> even remember the last time i played that song practicing's illegal yeah <laughs> it is ah essential work uh <laughs> to be a um, real rebel for that i suppose i don't think well that would be a next question one of the ones that i was thinking asking mm-hmm. how do you feel that 2020 has been for artists as a whole because you have because you see you have the flip side of you have you've not actually been able to pra- like say practice or play gigs, but then you also have the kind of opposite of where technically you could say that you've had more time to maybe write or compose or do stuff, mm, yeah, or do podcasts, or <laughs> so yeah, yeah. forth. 
And actually, Keen, you actually said something interesting earlier. Off air. About this. Oh, oh, which I, I really uh, locked onto, if you want to. Well, yeah, it's just the, the whole thing of uh, being creative. It's kind of hard to be creative when you're not really interacting with the world. When you're so isolated and kind of yeah. fucking shut in. You know, there's not, like, I mean, you can look at the internet and stuff, but... That's not, really that's, that's not the real. That's not the real world. Like, yeah, I don't really get much. You can wa- you can watch a YouTube video, but sure, that's mm-hmm. not the same as talking to one of your friends. Yeah, I think I'm almost through. finished YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the last. Where's season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I'm, I'm actually just on baby videos. to be putting them off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like it's not all that's kind of cracked up to be. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, this is great for creative people. Yeah. You get the time to fucking do all this stuff, but it's well, like, but where do you get the where do you get the inspiration to yeah, do it's the good, stuff? Yeah, it's good if you can, like, it's good to try and build up like a healthy relationship with your art because it shouldn't rely too much on people like the feedback, but it does realistically. Yeah, well, depends. But there's there's nothing out there. Like I remember, whenever I used to play in a band, like you would almost like learn so much, almost like about a song or something that you're playing by playing it live, playing yeah. it compared live. to playing yeah. it. Because if if you play it with you sort of band, if you play it with two other people that you bring a song yeah. to that like it, enjoy it. Mm. But also, it's just because even if you play it live, fucking, it's almost like something could go wrong, and you have to kind, of, you have to like go on with that go on with that but maybe yeah. you might discover something new or maybe also yeah. it's just there's life more professionalism and, and being talented comes in where yeah. like uh, how you deal with that but if but you're in practice if you're always in practice then mm. I was I yeah I was thinking about that actually a couple of days ago and that um, compared to like the likes of comedians or whatever mm. like uh, but a big hit for the comedians that the way that they kind of work on their jokes, they tell them to people and see what hits and yeah, see what doesn't. That's how they build a set. Yeah, yeah that's, I, uh, that's their practice. Moshe yeah. Kasher was talking about how uh, uh, stand-up is the only art form that only exists in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does, it's not... You, like, you can't you get, if you're just standing there telling jokes, that's that's not anything. Mm. Like Part of the, the art form is they can tr- the to room. be able to control the room and like, so. react with anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, cheers. Yeah. But that's, not what I, that's not what they want to see. Wow. But uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, to put that comparison in place, like uh, practicing with you guys, like and even some of the new tunes or whatever. I find it better when I'm kind of practicing with somebody else rather than like say you do the odd recording as yeah. well as so I can practice at home. But it's not like you need the live kind of setting to really yeah. kind of like, oh, this could go really well with that. Or maybe I uh, made up a part and I need to practice with you guys and mm-hmm. then maybe get your feedback or even cop on myself that it's completely out of place. Like, I, I, I always remember the know? expression when it comes to like, music of that, like, you know, a, a good musician knows when to play and a great musician knows when not to play. And I don't think yeah. you could do that from recording because if you're listening to a recording, you're just going to no, play along with a recording. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're making a song then and there, you're going to know whenever you know, fucking whenever like say Keanu needs a fucking f- a fill here that's just a fill mm-hmm. or needs yeah. a solo here but you, on a, whenever you're playing listening to a recording it's same almost like learning a song yeah. you're just going to play what along you're not yeah, going to yeah. create it's your own it. Yeah. On it. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. it's just like it's um, almost like learning somebody else's yeah. song like there's, and one of the things I always say about uh, like playing music which I'm really grateful for and I always com- just to compare it to other art forms like there's like four sort of main parts, I suppose, to... If I go through like me writing a song, for example, that's the first 
the first step, mm-hmm. second step, then I bring it to the lads and we practice it, then we play it live, and then we record it. Mm. Just I think it's pretty unique. Well, I would even say it would be like a first step now because it would be like you making the song, um, you bring it to the lads, and it would be like the lads' interpretation of the song, which adds to what you. Well, created. I'm I'm talking yeah. about the like act, like like that would be. That would be uh, in step three. Yeah, so like I'm just it. talking about like so for as a as what I'm comparing it to is like say a writer, they write the book. They that's bring it, it. To, to an that's no, it. No, they they bring it to an editor. <laughs> no, but the, yeah, but that's like okay, yeah. fair enough. But that's still like you know what I mean. It's like one step. It's like you write it. It's yeah. like I like there's like four different parts where I get to enjoy the creative process. Process of doing it. Yeah. yeah. But one thing I'll say about the whole thing with stand up was I was mm-hmm. listening to um, Andrew Maxwell was talking about it. And he started doing virtual stand-up gigs, mm. and he said the interesting thing was like he was like uh, one thing he said was like um, I want someone has like a distinctive laugh. Or it's funny, so mm. he was doing them, and what it was is he bought tickets, he had a gig, and be, be people in their own homes, and like uh, in, like it was interesting because he was being interviewed as well. Obviously, we were like, what about people going like for a cup of tea or coffee? And he said the funny thing is is whenever you're doing a virtual gig in stand-up, you'd be surprised how much I'm actually not on the screen, and it would be like somebody else, and it'd be like somebody's reaction, which but also adds a whole other layer to mm. gig because. He said at the start it's a bit weird because a big part of stand-up is you interact with the crowd. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah. stand-ups that almost their entire set is crowd, fucking crowd, crowd yeah. control. Yeah. Moja Kasher has a, a new album called, or not, uh, well, I think it came out last year, called Crowd Surfing. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing is improvised crowd work. Yeah, yeah. and like, stuff like that. And he was saying, like, the amount of times where he just have, because he remembers, like, this one gig where he had this guy and he had a funny laugh and his reactions on the screen and pretty much, like, a lot of his gig then became talking about like the guy's reactions on the screen and then the guy also was loving it but he said the best thing about it was is a guy was sitting in his home with his wife and like his dog and his wife's reactions to his to her husband's reactions and her husband was just absolutely oh, loving it and then she wasn't oh. and then he was sitting there being like oh she is having none of this like his wife is having none of this yeah. and he is just absolutely like in tears of laughter and his wife wasn't enjoying it but he put that on the main screen for everyone that was viewing it to see and that made it so much more funny because it, but that was his like a virtual way of crowd control and mm. it was the two reactions of the two people it's fucking bullshit I will never watch our series without you again. That's Shut up, Pro. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. I have nobody to watch the series. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my home alone. I hate that corporate cool. fucking... We get you. Ah, uh, fellow kids. Kinda. Yeah. Do you, do you we understand you. We're Coke. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's really hey. funny about Coke? Um, do you know the whole share of Coke? Do you know where that came from? Coke sales started dipping quite bad for the first time in ages and they did a whole pile of research into like coke with like different flavors that's where like coke with lime came from mm-hmm. coke cherry coke coke vanilla mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and what actually happened was is they they just didn't realize that it was their um the branding was off so they released uh, like like in america didn't really come over here they released like like coke with like 200 flavors because they're saying coke with lime yeah. vanilla okay and they're doing for their sales and then uh, one of their marketing guys came up with like share a coke with friends and that's where it came up to the whole like the whole marketing campaign which you definitely could yeah. do now which mm-hmm. is like somebody drinking a can and then somebody passed it on and it spiked their sales again it was nothing to do with the flavour it was just to do with the branding do you remember that ad where the guy would like open the coke and it's for you yeah. <laughs> remember that but that reminded me of that reminded me of something that would make me sick that reminded me of something what you were saying about the different flavours there's like a famous thing where um, Ragu hired this guy to help like they were, their sales were slumping as well and they hired this guy to be like well, why are uh, why was no one why, like, why is our sales why is no one buying this 
And so his answer was to come up with loads of different flavors. Mm. So he came up with chunky, ragu, ragu with extra mushrooms, extra garlic, extra chili, whatever, all these different things. And then people, they realized then from putting all these things out, people, loads of people bought like the chunky vegetable ragu then. And what the, the point was, it's like there is no... Uh, Jim Stern does a great video on it where he like kind of uses this analogy for video games. And the whole thing is like there's no perfect video game there's perfect video games. There's no perfect pasta sauce. There's perfect pasta sauces. Yeah. When people were given the option to buy the chunky, if you ask people if they like chunky, they'd probably be like, I don't know. But then when you mm. give them the option, they buy it. Yeah. Totally. I think it's. it. I think it's really. Like it I think it's a really uh, good thing to remember when you're creating anything. And and why it's also important not to follow trends, because people don't know what they like until you give it to them. So you have to like just make whatever you like you're passionate about and it, and like that came up to re- go back to relate to the two podcasts where I was talking about like about this year and um, you know what you just do it's a good opportunity to do just the shit that you want to do because people are fucking losing jobs and out of work of stuff mm-hmm. that they didn't want to do anyway yeah, and you have to, but, kinda, uh, you have to maybe through. do something outside of what you want to do. Yeah, and just like you never know what, what the thing that like you are uniquely uh, good at or whatever could be what someone loves and they don't even know it mm-hmm. until you put it out there. Yeah, and but not only that, there it's also I used to think about the part of that what Denise for this years because obviously because not going out so much, you had a bit more time to maybe like say uh, create stuff. Is that your point of view as well? Is that um, I think there's a rule in like writing. It's like you don't find your voice until a hundred thousand words, mm. and probably there's probably something similar in like music and stuff like that. Well, it's Part like of you, that, you can only master something in ten thousand hours. That's yeah, the outliers theory. Yeah. But you only but you only start finding your voice at like mm. hundred thousand words. The thing about that is, is like what you put out there first might not be good, but you're also same with our podcast. You only you're putting you're trying to put your best foot first, but that's only your first foot. And if you even want to go into the whole thing of journey with thousand steps, but you're still finding your way, and eventually you figure it out. Mm. Yeah. I remember when I was at the International Literature Festival in Dublin. I seen Neil Gaiman there. I took my dad to it because I uh, we, we both like uh, Neil Gaiman, and uh, I was like, "Oh fuck, this class." I don't think you it. can say that anymore. What? A Gaiman? No. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I took, I took my dad there. I'd never, I'd never been, uh. I'd never, been, I'd never ever been to something like it before, and I thought it was really interesting. But what I thought I loved was because he he actually did a question and answer session with the crowd, and it was mm. that like people were going on with mics and asked them, and they one of them asked like, "What do you think about it's like to be a good writer?" And he went, "Oh, I don't consider myself to be a good writer. I'm just a really good editor." He was like, "I just write lots and <laughs> fucking mm. chalk it down to what it's like." He's like. I write ten pages and find a good page in that. Essentially, yeah. I was like, "That's a really cool way to look at it." Like, because you have to wade through all the kind of shit, and then see someone like on his level mm. can get through the good stuff faster. But at the start, you're gonna be doing yeah. like a hundred pages of shit compared to one page yeah, instead was, of what it is. I was showing you that book. I got the uh, Zen and the Art of Writing by Ray Bradbury. Oh. I read another one of his essays there in it yesterday or the day before. Mm. It was really interesting. And he was talking about that kind of stuff. Like he, uh, he had a couple of early breakthroughs in short stories. One was called The Lake, and he would submit like back then, like all of the authors that he looked up to would have been published in like uh, 
those kind of pulpy magazines of yeah. like detective stories and He's, ghost stories yeah, and science fiction. Probably science fiction magazines. Yeah. Stuff. That's where Hugo... Strange uh, that's, Tales. Strange Tales. That's yeah. actually where... Do you know the Hugo Awards? That's um, Hugo Gernsback and he, I'm pretty sure, started the magazine it's Amazing Science Fiction, which is what being Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, uh, Robert Heinlein, all the kind of original ones all started yeah. in. And that's where the Hugo Awards come from. Yeah. Sorry, just a wee tidbit there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so like he would submit stuff to Strange Tales, and the the first his like kind of breakthrough one anyway I think for himself was the Lake, uh, which he wrote when he was twenty two I think he said, and he'd been writing he said he like he would write constantly since he was like twelve mm. and it was only like when he was twenty two that he finally like was starting to publish stuff get yeah. get somewhere like, and like getting the twenty or twenty dollars whatever to get published was like all that mattered basically, and then he did but he did, he got that published but he didn't realize that there was anything special or what was special about it because it's, it's like a I read it afterwards and it it's like barely a ghost story it's like a got a slight supernatural element and which is why it didn't get published for a long time because people were like this isn't a ghost story but like reading it I was like like when I was done I was like that was pretty amazing <laughs> like yeah. I, I was like that was fucking class just a wee bit ahead of his time kind of really well like- it's like it's more. I don't even know if it's ahead of his time, but it's like he he stumbled across his voice without realizing what, what his voice what, was. Yeah, and um, like he, he in the essay he was saying like that story's been shared around loads and uh, like afterwards, but he didn't realize. And he went back to making more generic stories, and it would happen. Stories that would sell essentially. And it would happen like more often, and like one of the, what that essay was basically about was like he got this breakthrough. He would just make lists of nouns. Um, it'd be like the the clown, the skeleton, the carnival, the murs, the dwarf, like all these things, and then like uh, you'd look back at them and realize there were a lot of them leaned towards like uh, carnivals and stuff, and it's like okay, there's something in my psyche that finds that scary. So like by making these like he thought he was just, like basically free associating like whatever came in his head, but then when he analyzed them, he'd work out what themes that like kept com- being like relevant to him mm-hmm. and then if like if he kept going down these paths then that that's when he would get to the good stuff every time it was like mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting it's getting True. to no red but Ray Bradbury which is interesting he's considered what would be a kind of classic science fiction or, or what's called the golden age so the golden age would be like Isaac Asimov Robert Heinlein and all that and then you have what came after it to be the new wave the new wave would be kind of more of your kind of like uh, what do you call him Kurt Vonnegut mm-hmm. Philip K. Dick uh, what do you call him the, I was going to say the fish guy but it's because he has like a, a name I can ask me <laughs> Finray. can't remember right now Michael J. Fish S- something Sturgeon <laughs> Daniel Sturgeon or yeah anyway uh, that sounds right uh, okay. what's, what's interesting about it is uh, Daniel, Daniel <laughs> Keyes Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Keyes as well who did like five what's interesting Ray Barber is considered the actual uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Barber is considered like the bridge he's a classic or a golden age science fiction author but he is sort of what started the new wave oh yeah that's what I was going to say he, he would be dismissed as the, the guy that writes about people yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like because all his science fiction and stuff they were all actually about the, the human interaction and that's why people like mm. the hardcore science fiction stuff would dis- disregard yeah, him be like if you take yeah. if you take Isaac Asimov so Isaac Asimov his editor was this guy Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell also had like Robert Heinlein Isaac Asimov Joseph and, Campbell? And Joseph Campbell. And not that Joseph Campbell yeah not that Joseph Campbell because this Joseph Campbell is a the big JC really really really, really, <laughs> really, really, really not, not, not he not the uh, the best the guys really but um, but you see what happened was so initially science fiction 
was kind of the, the very first science fiction novel was, was actually Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. That's considered the very first science fiction novel. Right. And then as that went on, science fiction became kind of more what you classically say is kind of maybe Star Wars. The kind of very space opera, not mm-hmm. not scientific anyway. But then Isaac Asimov would have been what would have been that. So he was a, f- a physicist and a physician, and he he brought science fiction back into more of actually being scientific in science. In science, so kind of <laughs> mo- the science, back but the science, science fiction. It, no, genuinely he did. <laughs> but see, he did it in a way that he was kind of like. You could go, like, say, what's going to happen, actually, in 20, 30, 100 years in the future? Mm-hmm. They're actually going to have technology like this. And then him actually being of a scientific background, he took it from that aspect. But he was from what's called the Golden Age, and he would have been very, in his traditional kind of American values of being, like, you should kind of, like, listen to your government, and you should listen to your doctor, and you should, like, listen to your kind of more of a utopian kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then if you go into the new wave, which is a lot more like one of my favorite authors is Philip K. Dick, and he is one hundred percent dystopian the whole way across. Mm. If you take a scanner darkly, that's all about like a police state and an over police state and kind of like an overabundance of watching people and stuff like that. Mm. But then Ray Bradbury is considered a bridge in between because he wrote an awful lot of stories that would have been like classic or golden age science fiction. But then he also brought it into because one of his most favorite one is his most famous one is definitely Fahrenheit four five one. Fahrenheit 451, it's called Fahrenheit 451, by the way, because uh, Fahrenheit at 451 Temper- degrees is the temperature... Uh, paper, uh, paper ignites or something? Yeah, temper, temperature at which paper ignites, and that entire book is about essentially book burning and firemen don't put out fires. They go and take books and put them on fire. And what he originally interpreted the novel as is to, was to be actually about vid- uh, TV taking over reading. Yeah. But what it actually became known for was... It's one a, of those a dystopian state of that censorship, and it became yeah. an entire book about censorship. It's one of those famous examples of the common interpretation not being what he actually intended, intended to be. But what it intended to be actually led into the new wave, because an awful lot of the new wave of science fiction became about a lot more of, uh, as you're saying, about human interaction, and also about human interaction, say, with the state, because you would almost say that new wave if would have been, because 1949 would have been whenever... Eric Arthur Blair, by the name, pen name George Orwell, wrote 1984, which is considered like the main or the masterwork, which it is, of a dystopian novel of a state. Because mm. even in that, that book, and Brave New World, that and Brave New World that came out in 1933 or 36. Aldous Huxley. I read half, half of that. <laughs> I read half of that. The weird part was he he read the second half. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can tell you an I can tell you an interesting. I don't get this at all. I can, uh, I can tell you a very interesting tidbit about Al, about Aldous Huxley's death. Aldous Huxley, C.S. Lewis, and John F. Kennedy all died on the same day, but no one knew that Aldous Huxley and C.S. Lewis died on the same day because J.F. Kennedy was shot. Hmm. And the reason I know that is there's a short story about the three of them in the waiting room for death because C.S. Lewis was a very uh, diehard Christian. Mm. Aldous Huxley was a bit more of an atheist, mm-hmm. and then J.F. Kennedy was a Catholic, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would have been. But um, so it was kind of an interaction between them. But it's a very interesting short story because it's just about them meeting in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And it, they're kind of of similar views, but they're also different. Yeah. But and I was just going to say, Ray Bradbury, and probably finally for everyone's best and say, is that he was kind of the bridge in the wave because that's whenever it came from science fiction of even being about the science, this was being about a government of control. That's kind of what led into the mm-hmm. new wave, which was then, of course, Philip K. Dick and Diamond Keys and enough other stuff like that. Cool. Um, I was going to say, I is, there, is there not a pint glass out there? Couldn't find one. Yeah. So I just took that. Nice. Fair enough. Nice. 
So there you go, boys. There's two questions marks from on? Ryan. Can you play Touch of Class all around the world? Can you lend me a feeling? Keep her stoic and keep her lit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep the keep her. No one in your answer. Keep her bowick. Yeah. Well, I'm about to pee. Well, there you go. Perfect timing. We um, we break from the. The so what? The big heavy chats. Huh? Yeah, fucking Star Wars. <laughs> fucking nerds. Maybe <All> <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, could do. I don't know. Or should we keep it, keep it fierce? After dark. After dark. I haven't played that in a while. I feel like I'm gonna mess up like most of these songs. <laughs> it's alright, the audience is uh, Yeah, it's alright if they're not recorded because you can't be like, hang on a minute. <laughs> keep up, keep these all like well, unrecorded you really songs. didn't play the right chord. <laughs> that G was supposed to be a minor. Oh my god. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> That's you.
about a 90% completion on Guitar, still, on Guitar Hero. That's still, that's still on A, it's fine. I'd activated my star power and saved it uh, nearly. <laughs> Excellent. Hilarious. I too play Guitar Hero. I get, I get the reference. I'm going to do uh, Toilet. No worries. Do a quick time. Fuck sake, Owen, we're not gonna live stream here. What are you doing? <laughs> Why can't you just pee on the seat <laughs> like we're doing? <laughs> just wet yourself, it's fine. <laughs> Where did you get those adult diapers? Well, now that he's out of the room, we can talk about them anyway. <laughs> oh, please do. It's the Bitch About Owen corner. <laughs> so, right, another one of the questions I came up with, because I thought it'd be interesting, I'm trying to keep it music related. Yeah, yeah. Can talk about what is the first album he's ever bought? <laughs> My one's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> that makes it even right, well, better, Moro. That makes it even better. Right, what, what age was I? I was about eight or nine. Was I? Yeah, went in and bought the Pokemon TV series soundtrack. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. Pokey rap, man! Oh, Pokey rap! <laughs> All the hunting fucking 51 and go like. Man, like, there's so many, like, themes on it that are just full and they're on that album and Did it's you just know, like wow. out of everything else in the world yeah the number one selling like uh, it's not like not even like cartoon like product in the world is still Pokemon really yeah what was it it, it, it never like, really stopped like no no, it's not even it really stopped like um, one of my uh, friends Mike Staley who very smart really cool guy but he mm-hmm. uh, fucking he can speak like a, a good bit of Japanese and he can read a bit of it and he'd be like he'd be I went to college with him and he'd be mm-hmm. in science and he'd be into like anime and he'd be into like all the stuff but but he was telling me he was like you don't understand like an Asian market you don't know why, you know why we kind of stopped after the original yeah like that didn't stop for a lot of people and like more of the Asian market and you have to remember the Asian market is way bigger yeah, than we have over here bigger. even the American yeah. market and they still that because like if you think yeah. about it all of the plushy toys you could make on mm. every single Pokemon oh, yeah, trading cards trading and... cards everything like that yeah what you kid, Martin Mantle? No, Corn. First album. Ah, that was Corn. I knew it was yeah, fucking Corn yeah, yeah. and Martin Mantle. I couldn't <laughs> remember. Fucking, I got it when I was like ten, I think. Yeah. The cover scared me. Uh, you ever see the cover for that? Which one was it? Fucking, it's the wee girl on the. Oh yeah. The swing. Uh, the uh, that's uh. Yeah. What what album is that though? The first one. Yeah. What's that called again? Self-titled. Self-titled. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. They called it self-titled. Yeah. My first was uh, All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. Oh, very sweet. Yeah. Great album. And uh, my second album that I bought was Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavor Water Whoa. by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and at the same time, because I was in America awesome. at the time, yeah. I also bought the red baseball cap that Fred, Fred Durst nice. in the same holiday. Wow. I bought the, and I was like, pure into it. Keep on rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, man, looking back on it, it's still a great album. <laughs> Well, I remember because I got two CDs at the same time. I got uh, ACDC, Fools About to Rock, and Cliched. R.E.M. <laughs> uh, singles Collected. Oh, wow. But, and it was prolific because I was about to rock. Yeah. Do, do <laughs> I haven't stopped since. Do you know the first band oh, I ever, ever seen? first band I ever mm. seen live was R.E.M. And I played eight encores. Eight yeah. encores, and I also played Northern Ireland. Wow. Was in the Odyssey in Belfast, yeah. and I did a cover of Teenage Kicks by the Undertones because they were in Belfast. Yeah. And do what I love is they got shut down like twice because the next day there was another cocky mask match on. What I what I think about now, like ten years or well, fifteen years later, or whatever it is, was like you know even then they were old school rockers that had made their money or done whatever, 
and uh, in the middle of like their last song they were playing and uh, Michael Stipe was saying like look we really we really we, we really have to go now we really have to like you know we have to go off the stage they're shutting us down and then they were like one two three four and they just started playing Crash. and they actually cut out in the middle of a song and I just remember like looking back on now I'm like that is class. Yeah. Like, cause, um, it's going on. like they were going like, on to the yeah. They were, they're old school rockers wow. that have been doing, like they, they've made their money. They didn't have to do any of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they're they still playing until they eight fucking encores. Yeah. And, their, and their eight encores were like Man on the Moon, Electron Blue, fucking all their hits, you know, mm. like all their hits and all before that was all this stuff. And the reason they went there is they would be one of my dad's who were bands and my mum would love them too. And they took the whole family to it because we were all still pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> my dad because we were on the the sidelines because the hockey pitch itself was like where standing crowd was I'm sure so when I was born my dad was 40 so I was 11 so I was 51 mm. and him standing on the side my dad just rocking I just fucking going wow. for it and then them playing eight encores I fucking will never forget that nice what a band yeah they, they would have no, been they would have been in their 50s 60s yeah. and they yeah. still went on eight encores full full like, like they didn't have to they could have played their full set everyone would have been like yeah well you know job well done guys yeah. you know A plus but fucking they went for it like so really major respect for that yeah yeah, um, yeah I saw R.E.M. at uh, Oxygen one year and it was oh, amazing wow. as well oh, they're still they're, they were the first band ever seen live and they're still one of the best bands yeah, ever seen they're, live. I, I, they're one of the few bands that I've seen that I maintain that a CD doesn't do them justice but also then I was going to ask so I was going to just defend uh, ACDC. No, no, I actually don't against ACDC. <laughs> I was just saying uh, this, this is like ACDC. It's like, oh, did you get Black Sabbath next? <laughs> and, um, because, I don't know, the first album was kind of maybe, and I wasn't like half <laughs> minded, just fair enough. It was the first album I bought. But the first album that I bought when I was fully in the music was Green Day, Marigan Elliott. Yeah. And yeah, that is an album I think that's defined like most people's I remember yeah. when that album came out I was in first year I think of the ABS like the Abbey Vacation School and Donegal Town yeah. when that album came out like everybody was oh, on about it I remember mm. my everybody oldest, I remember my older sister's appearing to that but like I don't care like even I some people I was busy buying Dookie I was mm. like have you heard this shit <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have a, a, a pretty vivid memory of sitting in uh, Scott's bedroom I think and listening to Green Day and being like this is neat. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, next the question. But yeah, I, I bought I, I bought all Killer and Fuller too. I'm just I'm just reminding me of all the CDs I used to own. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, guess I, I did I, buy Dookie. I bought Enemy of State, <laughs> and I bought all Killer and Fuller. Yeah. I actually bought. I think. You see, I was kind of lucky because I had an uh, like my older brother Jerry, obviously. Mm. Fucking that! My older brother Jerry's where an awful lot of my music. My dad, my older brother, where a lot of my music taste yeah. come from. Yeah. And also my older sister, my been really in Greenie, but really my older brother, like my older brother, would have had all Blink. He would have showed me every time mm. I die. Mm. He would have showed me Refused. Yeah. He would have showed me all the bands that I still listen to today. They're yeah. really, yeah, really maybe. definitive bands of like a genre. Uh, Black Flag. What it came from, Jerry. Uh, Dead Kennedys would have came from Jerry, so it's kind of lucky mm. now. I, mm. That was, uh, yeah, I remember buying um, their first album, Fresh Fruit for Rotten Vegetables. See, that's the funny thing is, I wouldn't have bought any of their albums. Yeah. Because my older fucking brother did. But then, see, that's the next thing I was going to ask, because this is questions I thought about, was what album did you buy first? Mm hmm. Uh, kind of fun topic sport, and then it was like, what album do you really remember? That would you we would have thought would have like defined your kind of music taste? Would you mm. all of ours would have been more of a slightly heavier spectrum? 
Because, like, when I grew up, like, my dad would listen to a lot of Fanata David Bowie and Led Zeppelin, I remember mm-hmm. that. But then what, like, albums, like, for me, because one of my favorite albums still to this day, granted, only came out when I was, like, granted 15, is still New Junk Aesthetic by Every Time I Die. That was the album that introduced me to Every Time I Die. Yeah. That's the album that my brother showed me. Mm-hmm. And I remember it because he came into my room and he's like, will you hear this? And he showed me the first song of Every Time I Die's album, New Junk Aesthetic, which is Roman Holiday. And literally the first, like, 30 seconds to a minute of that song is just feedback. And I was kind of like, it was the first time I ever really heard something like that it was just yeah. feedback and then it goes yeah. like and it's the first time I ever really heard anything of like that guttural kind of noise because mm. you would have heard would have heard like metal yeah, or something I, like I that, that guttural like, noise kind of yeah I remember like m- albums that are reminded me of that kind of feeling would be like Martin Manson Downward Spiral and Nine Inch Nails yeah. like band because I, I bought a lot of a good few Marilyn Manson albums actually Hollywood was the first one I bought and then mm-hmm. fucking Antichrist but I remember buying Downward Spiral as well and just be, it's like the fucking like those kind of albums were like this is different to anything I've listened to before yeah. like this is these textures and stuff and just like what am I listening yeah. to it's almost like you can't define it because like you know you can yeah. hear your classic rock you can hear your pop you can hear your rap but like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Man. but I also remember even back in the day watching Skulls and stuff, and uh, some of the best videos, probably directed by Fred Durst from Olympus as well, would have been Corn because I always remember Here to Stay, because yeah, I was yeah. you know back in the day they would have always had the thing of like don't sit too close to the TV, mm. and the start of the Here to Stay video is the static oh, on the TV, and he goes like right up to the TV and stares at it, and then just, dum, dum, da, 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 da. I will never forget the first time I seen <laughs> that song. It's the first time I would have heard nice. that song. Yeah. Mm. So I was kind of thinking like that because that was my kind of question progression of uh, your yeah. first album you bought to then like yeah. the first kind of because you can buy your first album fucking Jerry hates people hate me to say this but his very first album that he technically bought was at like 8 years old it was Spice World uh, <laughs> I have a memory of someone I have a memory of me and my sister having the same Spice Girls single yeah so like, but uh, yeah um, talking about videos I remember like been really young and I remember seeing the Sweet Child of Mine music video a lot of like my like because like you're saying a lot of your influences came from like family and stuff like mm-hmm. I very much felt like I was going alone and I'd, I had friends that like kind of direct me and all but a lot of it was like a lot of it was like those kind of cheesy stuff because they were like like I, I was on to play guitar when mm. I was younger, before I kind of really got into music, I, was, I just like guitar, and then yeah, yeah. and then when I bought your instrument, kind and of then thing? like when I started listening to ACDC, I was like, I have to play guitar. Like it was like immediate. Then I was like, get me a guitar, mm. just hearing like those like cool fucking like this the guitar sound in general, just like the riffs and the and the solos, and yeah, like seeing um, Sweet Child of Mine, and I remember like loving Jump by Van Halen. Oh, like, I still all, love Jump. All those kind of stuff. All those kind of things. That just like put this like image of rock and roll in my head of being like this is my shit, yeah. and then I started like discovering. Then I went like really punk, and I started listening to Ramones and yeah, uh, Dead Kennedys, and then like uh, Nirvana after that, and like all that direction. But I still like so like even though I don't listen to these anymore, and it's like kind of cheesy, but I still acknowledge it. Like I, it was like the it was a driving force at one point for me to start playing. And like, I'm I'm sure uh, there's still some bit of like ACDC in my like writing and that, stuff because that's what the original. It's so sim- like it's so simple and like they're amazing uh, so- songwriters. Songwriters, yeah, songcrafters. 
incredible. Like, just string a couple of cards together and fucking like, like yeah, it's, it's I great. Remember, I remember like, chatting to this and guy. And that's simplicity. I think still plays a, a big role. I love getting like paring things down, like we were talking earlier about. Trying to keep your doing as much as you can, like a short song. It's like keep everything like simple and fucking. Like, yeah, I like, do. I still like that. Uh, yeah. I still have that like kind of ethos and. Like, in my songwriting, like I always remember because um, I remember sitting to this guy, so we'd look good all and he's always going his punk, which is fair enough. But I told him, like, you know, I would have grown up with my dad listening to like that very big boy fan, very big OEM fan, very big Led Zeppelin fan. Well, actually, yeah. my mom actually would be a very big Led Zeppelin fan. So you're a very big boy fan. Uh, what did I say? OEM. David Bowie, David Bowie. Oh, I thought you were coming out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big fan of boys. <laughs> big fan of boys. <laughs> but, um, but he, but he, but he, he, he kind of said to me, he was like, "Oh yeah, all the very cliche stuff." And I was kind of like, "My dad's, my mom are old enough that that wasn't cliche." Like my yeah. dad remembers from the first album of Fuck It. My dad remembers the Cuban Missile Crisis. He listened to it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> my dad remembers the first Les Zeppelin album come out. But also, like, I was kind of like, because obviously, then keeping it local of Roy Gallagher. I remember mm. I was watching. Um, Roy Gallagher gig that was like uh, a live gig recorded on like Sky and my dad was watching and he was like ah fuck and I was like what and he was like if the camera had a pan like an extra 10 seconds I was actually in the crowd <laughs> and he was like no way and I was, like he put it back because that's that's what you can do now with modern technology back and he he showed me it was like two of his friends in the crowd and then the next person over was like him and like my mum and I was like no way like because that's fucking like that's way before our time but it's very like that's like he's he's such a he is such a defining musician. I still rank Roy Gallagher up there with like Jimi Hendrix not because of what Jimi Hendrix said about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. That it's just very interesting to hear stuff like that. But that's what I would grow up with, and I was very lucky to grow yeah. up with stuff like that. Oh, Rory G. Um, it was one of the first CDs that I ever burnt off my cousin <laughs> Adam. Along that's old with school man. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He downloaded off Limelighter. I burned a CD. <laughs> my computer stopped um, working the next day. <laughs> Limewire was close. Can you get Limewire for all? Limewire never did because it was like this is a bit too dancey. Did you know that that's uh, um, Soldier Boy? Yeah, he used that. He yeah, he pur- purposely mislabeled his song and cent. uploaded it up to uh, Limewire and uh, to get it out there. And that's why uh, what song fucking. What's that song? Crank that, yeah. That's actually kind Genius. of cool, yeah. yeah. That's really yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what you are trying to do with Fierce Pit Pauses. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to crank that. Yeah. All on... No, 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 I was thinking of smack that all on the floor. Soldier Boy, tell him. <laughs> no, sorry, Mark, go ahead. Um, what was I going to say? No, you were saying about Roy G? Roy G, yeah. He's just awesome. Like, First CD that you burned off your cousin? Yeah, along with... What was it? International Super Hits. And Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. International Super Hits. I remember getting like, someone copied me that as well. Mm. There's a couple of them. That was class. See why the burning CDs. And yeah. I think that was a lot of my yeah. Like yeah. I didn't have uh, I had like a shitty 90, Windows ninety five computer in the gaff. Mm. No internet or anything. So yeah, a lot of like my friends would make me burn CDs or like I remember having we empty yeah. players to give them and they would just like load that up and I'd like. Yeah. You see, that's that's what yeah. I had with my yeah. brother. Like, cause it would be like cause it was almost like um. It's almost like I didn't even get to choose my music taste. It would have been my brother showing me. Mm. And actually, Kieran, you would know yourself from my brother mm. of everything that because he would have showed me a lot, which then I would have showed you, and then from meeting him, he probably would have showed you as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been like where Refuse comes from, where the use, like almost some other stuff. But then, like I remember because like, I guess I listening to Use because of Jerry, and then Jerry was like, "Well, you need to listen to Refused." 
And I was kind of like, why? And he was like, well, that's where it's come from. He was like, they even ripped off the name for fuck's sake. They used Refuse. Mm. I was like, never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it actually does. And if you listen to the use and listen to Refuse, you're kind of like, yeah, I can see Yeah, it. we were going to call ourselves Fused. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. That's actually... That'd be good, like, uh, if you're a tribute. Blues. Yeah. Tribute band for both bands. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you ever watch a documentary Refused or Fucking Dead? Yeah. You, yeah, we have. I know we have. You should definitely you should now. definitely not as a band. It'll make you just not want to be in a band ever in your life. Like, it's a it's a really good documentary, but it's really depressing. It's like it's like it's their disintegration as a band. Uh, yeah, no, I have. Way, yeah. I've seen um, who's that? The music YouTuber. He did a big video on Refused and like the build up for. Um, they did it on the album The Sound of Punk to Come yeah. and they basically went through all the manifesto yeah. but uh, their manifesto and everything and how it was just ruining the band Like, and they yeah. only played the album like a handful of times before they split yeah. up then yeah. well, what's interesting in that documentary Shame. is they show that uh, you know obviously one of the most favourite songs or most famous songs is Refused or Fucking Dead I know this, the first couple of courses are Refused or Alive Refused or Alive and the mm. last uh, the last course I think is Refused or Dead um, when they were last playing that, they were doing a basement tour of America. And also, as an added tidbit, they played in Donegal once, would you believe? No way! They played in Donegal sure once. Sure wasn't there. <laughs> before, <laughs> no, yeah. before we were born, in like 1990, they played in Donegal once. But um, wow. what actually happened was, the um, because they were crying down in basement shows, the American police uh, raided the show. And then the crowd started fighting the show, but they actually... No! I got it wrong around. It's refused yeah. to fucking dead in the last course. It's rather it's, be dead. Yeah, it's rather be dead. Sorry, rather yeah. Rather be alive. Rather be dead, and in the last yeah, course, yeah, it's rather yeah, be yeah. like the second song. Yeah, I've had I've, I've had a wee bit to drink, so forgive me for my facts. But that's what it is. It's rather be dead. Right. But the last verse, the last course, is rather be alive. Yeah. And the lead singer said Thomas. in their in their last uh, gig, <laughs> mm-hmm. they never got to rather be alive. They he was shouting oh, rather be dead, and the police raided the stage and arrested them. I and they were like, they were like, oh, we never actually got to the last course. Would rather be alive. But they like, if you watch the documentary, like fucking none of them are talking to each other, and they're all yeah. like getting out of the van, being like, "Fuck you, man!" Like, <laughs> like they're just pure not happy with each other. We're well, probably in Finnish. Yeah, isn't it Finnish or not Swedish? Isn't it like um, we tidbit for you? They're probably the most listened to band. I think in the last six months from myself. Yeah. I've just been flat out. I love them. Like, they're always one I go back to. Fantastic. I actually always remember ages ago chatting to you. Is um, you told me that like they had the album The Shape of Punk to Come and they were like how that really did Shape Punk to Come and then if you listen to that album like the whole way through you, know, you do listen to a lot of stuff after you're like I can really see where that's coming from you can actually you can the fucking yeah, you'd think what, it was from what, fucking 2010 or something what I was like going to say oh, like, it's, it's like, fucking fantastic like, I've talked about oh. this uh, with friends before like it didn't shape it it was like a it didn't shape it as much as it should, it should have, really. It was, like, ahead of its time, I think, definitely. Mm. But I think the nature of punk in it, in it has, like, this thing of authenticity and, and, like, you can't copy. I think that kind of maybe was detrimental or bands... Like, they kind of broke new ground and bands were like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's true, yeah. But, but you know there's a there's, no, there's a shape of jazz to come, an album? No. It's, like, a really groundbreaking jazz album, too, like, for however many decades before. Mm. Yeah. Didn't know that. So yeah. that's probably where they took the kind of name yeah, from. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Do what I find them just speaking. But of it's punk. like another one of those albums where like it, it's like 
both albums are completely accurate in what they wow. yeah, what they said and like they're <laughs> just like breaking yeah like it's a speaking speaking of uh, punk what I find uh, amazing was uh, one of my first nights in hospital in Kenny I was sitting there and like had like nothing to do and I was just watching TV and I, I think it was like it wasn't Bill Maher but it was this guy he was pure street this guy and he just ended up being interviewing Henry Rollins and I just caught the start of the interview and I watched it it was just like an hour long and it was fucking class, but what I couldn't believe was like the guy fucking interviewing him was pretty straight nice looking mm-hmm. suit and all and you have Henry Rollins and T shirt and all. And they got on so well. Yeah. And the way that they you know what I mean, it just looked like pure opposites. Yeah. Uh, uh pure opposites attraction. He was chatting to them and like he could even at the end, like he went like uh, the interview was like, uh, it was been really nice chatting to you and Henry Rollins was like, Do you know what? I've actually had an excellent time talking to you as well and they shook hands and it felt really good, but I was sitting there chatting to him and he was chatting about like all these old times and he was like, because uh, Henry Rollins like lives by himself, and he's like, you know, it's like, you know, if I want to be someone if they want, but it's like at the same time you're gonna have to deal with the fact that I'm gonna sit there and write for four hours a day, go around, be myself, I'm not really gonna give a fuck about what you're doing in my house because it's my house. Going on this, but he was just chatting. He was chatting about the old like kind of punk days. He was like, he's kind of like, so you started off in the punk line, you started off in Black Fag, and he was kind of like, how did that get together? And he was chatting about. He was like, I wasn't actually in the original because he wasn't in the original Black Flag. No, it was, not um, technically. He was. Who was the first? Was it that Keith? Uh... I think it was another guy. I it wasn't Keith Morris, no. It wasn't the guy from uh, Minor Threat, wasn't he the first he Black the Flag f- singer? Yeah. What? Ian McKay. Was it him? I might think of a different guy. Uh, I think it might be. I, I think it was somebody else. I think it was somebody else. No, I think it was the guitarist, wasn't it? Not it was it the was guy Keith? from. No, Greg Ginn's the guitarist. Uh, no, I think it's Keith Morris. It's probably the Dreadlocks. Yeah, he's in off these days. I don't but, know if they're still going. But, but he was saying he was. He but was there was another band that were going around at the same time. I can't remember. Not sure. But, but he was saying something along. It was very interesting because he was at like a gig and they like just sort of gave him the mic, sort of, or like yeah. he, he like got on stage, and then it was just like afterwards they were like, "Oh, we'll give you that." And then, but then the guy was kind of like, so "That's kind of like your whole kind of career came from because yeah. because they weren't just chatting about all punk days. It was kind of where it started. Like, um, and he went into like so you do your whole spoken word and you do your whole every and if you ever listen to spoken word, it gets pretty intense. Yeah. Like seems like one of those guys that look at you and you'd be like, yeah. But um, <laughs> like I just find it very interesting. It's like it's that, that was the whole thing. Uh, just to touch on what you're saying about like uh, Hanno microphone all like that was the the thing with like the hardcore scene back then. And like punk in general is a lot about the emotion. Well, not not even that. Um, like uh, the big like popular bands, it was so separate from normal people. It's like hair metal and all, and like all them dressing up and everything. Yeah. But then you went to like a fucking punk gig or a hardcore gig, and like bef- like you'd be moshing with the singer and the band, and then they would hop up up on stage, and you'd be like, oh, like wait, that's singing band. Was a, yeah, it was like th- it was all together. There was no difference. Like people just looked like each other, and, yeah. and like. And yeah. But then that's how I, 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 I love that about uh, just enjoy- it's like it was a part of it was just getting rid of that pretense as well and just being mm-hmm. like. But that's what I love because he was talking about. That's what I really liked. I liked about their dynamic because it just seemed like they were such absences, but they just seemed, they seemed like two people that would probably still be friends. If you know what I mean, it was just that it was just the way, whatever way that they got on with each other. It just the way that they were talking. I really appreciated the interview, and I wish you remember. It wasn't. I keep thinking Bill Maher for some reason, but it wasn't like that. It's because he looked like him. <laughs> but it was it's just not old. that. Uh, is it like? Is it on BBC? Yeah, it was on BBC. Yeah, it was BBC something. With that guy. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name because I know he wasn't American. I know it was BBC. Yeah, we were watching yeah. over here, but that I don't. It was a hard talk interview with him. 
It's probably that one. Yeah, it must be that one. one. But I, I watched it because it just made it just random because it's in hospital by myself and I watched it and it's like yeah. fucking, you know, we've seen it and it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's Henry Rollins. You know, yeah. I, went, I was clicking through all the channels I had nothing to fucking do. I watched a lot of Henry Rollins. Yeah. I used to be really into him. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to his spoken word. I've, seen kinda, I've watched documentaries and Black Flag and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, he's fucking... A, he's, a, he's kind of in a weird realm these days where he's like, sometimes he's on the money and sometimes he's just old man yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah, he's still. No, no, like sometimes, but, like I'm not trying to be completely like disparaging. I'm just saying, yeah, that, like, but like, no, but it just there's, there's, a, there's a weird. But he's one of those guys older, that he's kind of I think but, holding on to a bit of like the old the image that, that he had mm-hmm. that isn't him anymore because yeah. he can't really be it. But I just think he's one of those guys that if I see him anything, I'll I'd always watch it because mm. I want yeah. to kind of. See what he has to say or say he acts. Plus, also, like, there's Sons of Anarchy where he plays a neo Nazi, and you're kind of like, you're in this way bit too well. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just copying all my friends. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I remember, um, I remember, uh, like, wasn't it back in the day? It wasn't, uh, Black Flight, was, was it Fugazi? Do you I think. Mind? I remember hearing a story about them, and it was, like, about. <laughs> trying um, to speak with my base. It's actually the guy, after the guy I used to work with, Luke Goodall, because he was a proper old school punk and like that's all he would listen to and that's all he'd done and he was mm. a pretty cool guy but he was telling me about like this I think it was Fugazi or a band like that and they were chatting about like they were at a gig and they, uh, the ne- like, neo-nazis had actually show up in like America and they like kicked them out and then they were stuck like they barred themselves in for like four hours because actually the guys would drive around like jeeps outside with like guns and stuff until they went away <laughs> and they had to bar themselves inside but what actually happened was like ten of the neo-nazis showed up the whole crowd fought them. The crowd left, and it was just the band there, and it was like five of them. For just like four of these guys with guns, and they were like, "Okay, we need to hide ourselves inside." Oh um, just, just a reminder there, you brought up Fugazi, uh, Karaki. Uh, album came out earlier this year. Ian McKay's current project. Check it out. Any Ooh. Fugazi fans? Henry Rollins is the man. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Who's that there asking about Dan Jordan? Talking about Henry Rollins. Who are you? Well, I think it's time for a song because I'm about to piss. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say something. Go for it. I was just going to bring something back to what you are talking about, like Refused and them all falling out and to what we were talking about earlier with like those ba- younger bands that we were all in like mm. having the crack. And I think it is a benefit of like uh, doing stuff a bit later. Even I'm just sure. like... Yeah, and it's like yeah. a lot of bands that like blow up right away too. They just like go nowhere. Then it's yeah. like I think mm. it's like good to have that bit of. Uh, I, I remember. I actually remember was whenever it? we watched the Refuse documentaries. Me and Kim were also watching the Parkway Drive documentaries. Which, if anybody's not seen yeah, them, those seen are that. see. Yeah. The funny thing is, is the Refuse documentary. So there's actually four documentaries yeah. you can talk about. So the Parkway Drive have two documentaries. One of them is them just touring all of Australia, and the second was them touring the world. And that'll make you want to be in a band and travel the rest of your life. Refuse documentary will make you not want to be in a band. And the other documentary was the Cherry documentary, which is I was going to bring that up as if, well. If that's you fantastic. are in a band, that's how you want your band to end. Because yeah. they're ending on a sad note because it's ending, but they're yeah. also ending because they sort of know it needs to end. It's nothing against each other. They're yeah. like, they and understand that something like a, There's like Chariot side projects happening. Maybe. Yeah, sure. 68 is uh, mm. the main guy of the Chariot and the drummer of. I can't remember. But then the main guy of the chariot is the guy that was also Norma Jean. I think it's the drummer of Norma Jean is then sixty eight. Mm. Is it's the drummer of Norma Jean and it's the I'm not guy too sure the drummer's I feel like I, I could I could be wrong, but I think that's I think that's who sixty eight is. But the chariot ended kinda of because they thought the chariot should end, but it wasn't yeah. against the chariot. But she used to end it because they all hated each other. Yeah. At the end and then Parkway Drive just seemed like 
a bunch of lads going on tour playing <laughs> I always love because in the second in the second Park which I've documentary they're playing from like 50,000 people on Sonosphere and it shows him setting up and it's like their manager and they're all like in their drum tags and stuff and they're like I'm nervous I'm not even playing <laughs> they're all like it's like they're one, their drum tag there's one singer and the drum tag's coming off and he's stepping in the drums and he's like I'm, I'm so nervous for the guys I'm not even playing go um yeah do, do that uh, one yeah one that's I think is been exclusively played it on streams now because mm-hmm. I played it on the the last busk, live busking thing that I did too. My heart burns for you. Right. Hell yeah! Let's hope uh, Thomas isn't experiencing any burning sensations up there. Mm. <laughs> burning sensation. I've been eating alone. A little too much to fill a hole And stop till I'm done Feeding the fire in my soul My heart burns for you I got injected too My head is aching too And the only cure is you Into and the only 